Calma, eu dei uma Hello and good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to this week's new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I am your host, of course, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an outstanding show ready for you folks. Uh, obviously, we're going to be opening up with the big state of play that Sony put on yesterday. 30 minutes of lots of smaller games, some big ones in there. Uh, the the panel is going to have big opinions, I think, I, and this could probably want to be one of the biggest uh, variants of opinions. Uh, I walked away with only, uh, you know, getting excited for two games. One game fell off a cliff for me, which I'm a little disappointed about. Uh, thankfully, Sony is not charging for Final Fantasy VII's upgrade to the PlayStation 5. We're also going to be talking about some of the good and bad news that uh, Jim Ryan uh, dropped during his GQ interview. Lots to talk about there. And, of course, the second half of the show is going to be something that is going to shock a lot of people. It's very opinionated-based. Um, Everborn Saga, who was supposed to be here today, who's probably listening right now, uh, and wanted to talk specifically about the Bethesda-level uh, um, acquisition that it should be coming uh, potentially at the middle or end of 2021 for Microsoft. I have a personal opinion about that. Uh, no one's reporting on this because there is no story to report. So this is going to be one of those topics that if you're sitting in the chat and you're listening to, you're either really going to like or you're really going to tell me to go F myself. Uh, and uh, that, and that's fine. I mean, obviously, opinions everyone are like a-holes. Everyone has one, so you are allowed and you you know to have yours. But let's get into the introductions. Now, we're still waiting for BitCloud. Hopefully, he does arrive because he is our resident PlayStation player. It would be great to get his opinion on what happened yesterday. But we'll start with Joe. Joe, welcome to the program. Mr. Bad Bit, you walked away yesterday completely satisfied based Wound. on our conversation. How are you yeah, feeling? Wound. Honestly, Outriders gave me a migraine, and ever since then, um, I'm in this mood. So, y'all... I played the villain yesterday, and now I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to be the anti-hero. I'm going to be, no, actually not anti-hero. I'm going to be like, yeah, like I'm just going to be a real evil guy today. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, that, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, well, actually, you know, we will talk about the Outriders. I played it. Um, I saw, I, I didn't understand what you were talking about until I played it. Uh, the rodeo camera that somehow bounces around during I the I watch the cinematics. Without the, yeah, I, I hope that they get some feedback. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I haven't done, done it yet. I'm going to write to them. I think that there's got to be yeah. an option to shut that off. They, uh, they, I, I they already addressed it. They're they like, did. okay. Yeah, they're like, we don't know what a solution's going to look like. So it, it kind of, it's like, yeah, we went with this direction. And because we're people that, you know, uh, can fly, it, it did not, it, it, that bet did not play out well. So I'll say this. I'm uh, trying again, but man, I'm not digging that game whatsoever. There's a lot about the game that I like. It reminds me of, uh, of, of a Gears of War meets Mass Effect. Uh, I'm getting a very uh, a loot uh, grind kind of a vibe to it. I mm. do like the RPG elements to it. Um, and it uh, feels like Gears without feeling like Gears. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. cool. It's just. I'm usually not a stickler for motion blur, 
But the motion blur they use in this game is just so in your face that if I notice it, that has to be something. So I want to see if I could turn motion blur off. And if I could just not look at the cinematics, like if I could just skip them. Um, I'm, well, I think you can skip them. But then if you do, I, th I think you shortchange yourself. I mean, again, that that's going to be a big problem. If you yeah. have people that can't play, uh, that can't watch the story you're trying to tell because of a ridiculous camera angle, and, and and I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why it bounces so much because it, what it seems as if it, you know someone is like from you know it, it, to me it, it's almost fourth wall breaking, like there's supposed to be someone holding a camera while you're doing this. And I don't know if I want to, you know, play Blair Witch in a video game. We've already exactly. had that. I don't want to play the movie Blair Witch in a game. I'm hoping that they're able to do something with it. Now, I'm, I'm going to say that it's not game-breaking for me because I'm, I, I do like that it's a new IP. I do like uh, people can fly. But I do think that that is going to be a problem for some people for sure. Uh, but let's uh, go to the next. Uh, Dreadpool, welcome back to the program, brother. I know you haven't had a chance to play um, – Outriders, you got it finally downloaded, but did you get a chance to check out State of Play? Oh, yes. Oh, and Joe? Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that. I got you a Snickers. Oh, thank you. I didn't <laughs> need like eight of them. That's <laughs> so, the type of mood I'm rocking today. <laughs> so, yeah. no, I, I did watch the State of Play. I was in the um, the one that we had for Outriders in the um, program the, the, mm -hmm. that we were NDA'd. So... I didn't see anything like that back then, so I'm curious to see now. I mean, with Xbox being down, it was such a pain to try mm -hmm. to... I mean, I finally logged in uh, for like a split second on my um, Xbox One X and got it downloaded there, but it would not play. And then all of a sudden, Game Pass games would not play. Nothing would play. It said, you don't have ownership of this. I'm like, it's a demo. How do I not have ownership of a demo? I shouldn't have to, like... You know, but uh, the Series X just would not see it. It could not find it. It was just, it was just <coughs> maddening. Yeah, I had to step away. But yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, great day, great, you know, great weekend starting here. I'm excited for everything we got going. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, again, we're going to have a lot of big opinions about what's going on in Sony's mm -hmm. uh, world because, like I said, the Jim Ryan interview, uh, I think, took a lot of people by storm. Uh, there were some really good, interesting things that I feel like are being overshadowed by the ridiculousness of people not understanding that first-party gains for Sony are not the end-all. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm saying that they're just not making enough money because enough of these so-called rebel rousers in the, uh, in the community that claim to play games only play titles and, and collections and actually don't buy these games because apparently, uh, according to Jim Ryan, the the head of Sony, uh, they just they, they cannot continue to produce high quality games with just the PlayStation fan base buying. Yeah. Them. That's that's a big problem. Um, and that just goes to show you that Sony is going to have to do some different things. And some of those different things are probably going to piss people off where you're going to start seeing emergency streams of people crying and acting a fool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we definitely don't want to watch or support that. But uh, Crispy Bomb, you, you, my friend, welcome to the program. You, you have been in the DM almost all, all, all evening. Uh, you walked away not satisfied at all. Uh, and, and, and we're going to get into exactly what you thought. But uh, welcome to the program. 
Oh, good morning. What is up, chat? What is up, gentlemen? And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have a PlayStation, so I, I can have an opinion that some people might not think is right. But I also have watched some pretty horrible Xbox ones, you know, especially inside Xbox. So. Yeah, I'm going to have a big opinion about this. Okay, we're going to get there. Now, listen, we are obviously, we only have uh, four people here. So we're still waiting on BitCloud. Uh, I know I see Pong Soul in the chat. Uh, I know I see several people that I've worked with before. If you'd like to join us, if you want to join the conversation and jump on the show, DM me. I'll, ch- I'll keep my Twitter, my because I have three screens open, so I'll keep Twitter open. And if you want to jump in, to kind of just give your opinion on it. Uh, you're more than welcome to join us as we wait for BitCloud. But let's get let's get into state of play. And, and before we get our opinions on what exactly transpired, let, let's break down what was shown in the 30-minute program. And then we're going to get our opinions, a uh, level of opinions from everybody based on it. Now, these are this is a list of all the t- uh, all of the titles shown for Sony's first state of play in 2021. As a matter of fact, it's the first state of play in quite a bit. And, uh, you know, again, Joe and I were t- and, and, and Dreadpool were talking privately in the DM uh, in the DM in, in, uh, in uh, you know, the, uh, behind the sh- behind the scenes before the show went live. And um, the green you know, room. we're in the green room. Yeah, the green, yeah, room. With the green room. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that. We uh-huh. were in the green room. But I didn't bring any snacks. So I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> one of but, M&Ms. you know, a lot of people expected this to be E3 part two. Uh, and some people expected nothing and walked away pleasantly surprised. People that were expecting E3, where they were going to drop uh, five, you know, fifteen AAA bangers, uh, and, uh, and expect some people expected the Year of Dreams, twenty fifteen. That didn't happen. So this is the list of the games. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Four uh, gets a free PlayStation Five upgrade. Uh, Returnal by Housemark. Uh, for me. Not enough there for a $70 game. And when the minute they the minute they incorporated the tagline roguelite or roguelike, I said no. Uh, I, I again I, I I understand that the whole premise of Returnal, you die, you come back, and you try and do it again. And I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm not gonna get into the specifics of it because we're gonna get into it, you know, later on in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this game sells for seventy dollars. I, I just don't think there's enough there, uh, and they just haven't shown enough for me as someone who's a huge Housemark fan and was on board day one. Just when they said we're coming out with a new PlayStation Five game, I'm like, I'm there day one now. I'll probably wait for a sale. Not I'm not saying I'm not gonna play it, but I'm definitely not paying full boat. Uh, Knockout City. A dodgeball game meets grounded with a hint of Fortnite. Um, again, another another title that looks fun, looks like it could potentially. It was be... also in Nintendo's Direct last week. Yes, it certainly was. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the game could potentially uh, garner uh, a knockout, a Fallout guys knockout, you know, kind of a situation where people really gravitate to it. Or people could just play, pick it up, and be like, yeah, this is just not for me. We don't know. Only time will tell. Solar Ash. Um, that, they're the makers of um, something. Hyper Life Shifter. Yeah, yeah. Hyper, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 one of the, I, one of the ooh, it's good. Yeah, good game. This one, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest with you, not for me. Uh, okay. But I, I'll definitely check it out. The next title uh, was, or before, actually before that, was a title called Sifu. Now, this is a brawler beat-em-up that looks dope, at least in my opinion. Uh, according to Joe, he said it's roguelike. I don't know if that's going to 
push me over the edge of buying it or not because I'm not a big rogue-like kind of a dude. I want them, you know, put me in, in a place where I could learn the map and I'll enjoy the game. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Um, not something I would have had there, but okay, they did it. Um, Oddworld, Soul, uh, Soul Storm. This looks as mu- this looks as frustrating as all of the other ones, and I think it looks even extra frustrating. Uh, this is apparently going to be a PlayStation Plus title, Joe. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm interested to know if whether or not that's do I have do I keep it because they, the Sony's starting to get a little a little cheeky. Um, uh, the the uh, the the drive the Twisted Metal meets Fortnite game is coming out. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be twenty bucks if you want to buy it. Um, yeah. I probably will not buy it. Oh um, no! You already got it on Plus, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, the the for me the big one of the day, the big one because I'm an old cat. I'm an old school cat who appreciates uh, platformers, uh, action platformers. Is Kenya Bridge of Spirits looked absolutely unbelievable uh it mm-hmm. looked as if you were playing a pixar game in real life really um nice. it gave me uh cameo vibes cameo was mm. a 360 a 360 launch title back in the day still one of my favorite games from rare uh, a lot of people didn't play that is it it is in the in the rare collection and it still looks incredible um so kenya yes game of the show for me final fantasy 7 integrated um, the only thing that jumped off the page for me is that the upgrade is free because I was getting really hot under the collar wondering if they were going to charge for this. Now, we do have com- confirmation that Final Fantasy VII is going to be in PlayStation's pl- PlayStation Plus, right? Yep. Yeah. The PlayStation Plus owners, if you, don't, if you didn't buy Final Fantasy VII, guess what? You're getting it for free, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's uh, let, let's break down, you know, what what transpired, and we'll start with you first, Joe, as our yeah. resident PlayStation Nation supporter and representative. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on the state of play for Sony's first big show? It was fine, and that's that. Like, honest to God, like surface level, it was good. It was okay. It was decent. It was fine. All those things. It was a solid seven. I like a good solid seven. But that's fair. That's a fair. This, that's fair so far. Yeah, but like when people are like, "Oh, this is bad. This is terrible. This is whatever." It's like, okay, well, did you even read what like the when they announced it, what this game was going to be? Because I feel like a lot of people were like, "Where's God of War? Where's Horizon Zero Dawn? Where's Ratchet?" And they literally told you ten games coming to the PS4 and PS5, new announcements and updates on some third party and indie games. You saw. Uh, in June's PS5 showcase. Told you what this get this going to be. They told you it was going to be 30 minutes. So you kind of knew what you were going to expect, and that's what we saw. We saw some new games like Sifu, and for the most part, we saw updates on what we saw at the June 5th uh, you know, showcase last year. Was it June 5th? Whatever, June showcase last year. That's what we saw here. And like, I, I, I see a lot of people like, Oh man, what's PlayStation State Slate really looking like for the first year? It's like, uh, I don't know. It's looking like Spider Man. It's looking like Demon Souls. It's looking like Returnal, Horizon Zero Dawn, Ratchet and Clank, Kena. Like that's what it's looking like. They give you're, they're giving you uh, six double A AA to triple A games in a year. That's what it kind of looks like. It looks like we're going to be fine in 2021. So I didn't get this this reaction of like this was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life when in 
in truth, if you had the right expectations walking in, if you read the blog post, you knew you are getting. You are going to get a fine show with a lot of indie stuff. And that's what I saw. And honestly, I walked away going, okay, when Sifu comes out, that game looks cool as shit. I'm down on it. Hyperlight Drifter is one of the most beloved Vita games. It's one of the uh, one of the most beloved indie games. This is made by the same guy. It looks like it has a Shadow of the Colossus vibe. Yeah, this. Sure. This is, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. this is fine. This is cool. Awesome. <clears throat> um, I already got two games that I'm looking forward to in a 30-minute show. I think this show did pretty all right. Um, Deathloop looked fucking awesome. This is the trailer that sold me. Returnal looked like a game that, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of fun with. I don't know it's going to be my game of the year, but honestly, that actually where you were unsold, I was actually sold on. So that's awesome. That's great. I I got four games out of that event that I'm going to buy. And if you ask me out of four out of 10 is a great spot. And I always go back to the Adam Boyce interview of when you're making events, if you can get a person to say, oh, there's two games that I'm going to buy here. Your, your event was a success. I think that when we're thinking of, and, and I, I think it's a common internet thing at this point, where we're expecting E3 at every one of these shows. Like, we expected it at the State of Play. We expected it at the Nintendo uh, Direct. We expected it at, you know, the, the Xbox Showcase. I remember when the Xbox Showcase came out, they're like, yeah, but every game's CG, whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's E3. Every trailer is going to be CG. Who cares, right? Like, every single time we get hyped for these things, and it just annoys me that you know the outcome. And now I understand why every PR person dreads these things because the inverse reaction after you get them is just so dumb and toxic. But, like, luckily, like, we ran a poll on the trophy room. You know, I said, you know, from the four things, awesome, good, okay, bad. You know, we had uh, 6% thinking it was awesome, 27% saying it was good, 40% saying it was okay, and then 25% saying it's bad. So my audience thought... Overall, it's all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, this, I, 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 think a, I, I think a seven out of ten is fair. Um, yeah, yeah. Be honest with That's you. It. You're saying that it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's like, no. When I saw Oddworld Odyssey, I checked out. When I saw the the Chucky e. Cheat Horror game, I <laughs> clocked out on. But have the understanding of like knowing this is it for me. Like when I watch a Nintendo Direct, I understand that I'm not that audience. When I watch an Xbox Showcase. I understand I'm not that audience, right? Um, so I walk in with that level of like, okay, well, this is for Xbox people or this is for Nintendo people, and I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch my friends have fun here. You know, it's kind of yeah. like when you're the designated driver. You're still having fun with your friends, but you got it. You have a little responsibility at the end of the night, you know? That's what I it mean, was listen, here, I, so I thought it was fun. Listen, again, this is, this is this, what I love about the show is we're all allowed to have their opinions, yeah. And we're going to have a bunch of varied opinions here. First of all, we have a, a, a ridiculously stacked panel. Uh, uh, first of all, Big Cloud, welcome to the program, brother. Glad you could make it. I'm honestly going to get to you in a second. I cannot wait to hear what you guys, uh, what, what you personally thought about the show, what, what excited you, what didn't. We also have Pong Soul, a rookie sensation, making his uh, debut on Breakfast of Boom. And we also got Mojo Blues joining us today, who jumped in, who answered the call, because we weren't sure if Big Cloud was going to be able to make it. So... We have a stacked panel, folks, uh, and we're going to get to everybody's opinion. But I want to go to Crispy Bomb first on this one because Crispy, 
Uh, I think that you have a much different opinion than Joe. I think it kind of lines up with mine. It might even be worse than mine. I thought it was an okay show. If I was reviewing it, I would give it a six out of ten. That's me. I did walk away with two games. Sifu looks re- – because, again, I'm an old-school cat who, who played Fighting Street before it was Street Fighter. Uh, that Dude, was the other pitch in that game is literally, hey, have you ever seen Daredevil Season 1? It beat, beat the hell everybody in, 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 in a That's whole the game. Way. Yeah, pretty Fucking much, yeah. cool as shit, dude. Yeah it, oh. yeah, it looks good. And, of course, for me, game of the show, a uh, game that I was uh, very excited about since the minute I saw it, was Kenya. Uh, I think that game is Pixar-level graphics by a very small team. And I think that game is going to t- – I think it's going to be talked about based on what we saw at the end of the year in many people's top 10 for 2021. I honestly cannot wait. And we're not going to have to wait too long for that. I'm very excited. I think that's August is coming out. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Crispy Bomb, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Uh, You had a lot of things to say in the DM. uh, And now, of course, we're going to hear your opinion. What what were your thoughts on Sony's first shot at uh, 2021 with uh, State of Play? I understand the premise of it, okay? We had the Xbox showcase for the third-party event, and, you know, the one thing I I took away from this is that they really didn't hit much variety that I'm used to, at least as an Xbox gamer. Um, A lot of those looked very similar in artistic value. And I, I don't know, like, you have Kina, and then you have Solar Ash, and they're very similar in their artistic look really? and they're two totally different games <laughs> for for me I, that's the way i looked at it i mean they, sure. they have a very very you know uh pixar you know almost like a, a falconeer you know what i mean it has kind of you know a, a different style that you know y- you can have a few of those and then you start getting like crash is a cartoony game and then it's like oh, I, I see where you're going okay. you know what mm-hmm. i mean like like you're having a lot of the similar aspects i i, I give it a six is it horrible? Uh, well, you take that number and run with it whatever way you want. But, you know, Xbox would have done the same thing, and I would have given it the same score. So, you know, you could, you could not believe me. You could believe me. But I've given – I've been pretty harsh on Xbox at times. But mm-hmm. they, they've, been, they've been doing a little bit better. This, I mean, I felt like you needed something first party. Like, it, at least, like, at the end, like, a little, like, hey, you'll hear more about something or something like that. That's my feeling about it. Like, even though you said it in the blog post, it doesn't mean you can't kind of throw a little, hey, we're still uh, thinking of our first party games and, hey, we're going to show you more or something like that. I mean, my, my, my one takeaway, I think what you, what you said there is, is apt of like the I, we said on the trophy room last night. I'm like, I think the only thing they really should have said more is like in that blog post of don't expect Horizon or don't expect God of War. Um that's what I would have maybe done a little, a little extra uh, to to make sure that people weren't like expecting that. Um, so I I, I I see your point there. Well, yeah, I mean, in, I mean in those games, those games are supposed to come out. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I mean, just a little like, hey, we're gonna have another show coming or something like that. You know, what I mean? just something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, this this was the, again first one of the year for 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 Sony. 
Uh, um, obviously, uh, Microsoft is going to have to respond in kind, whether that be a sta- uh, their version of state of play in inside Xbox, or it's going to be the Bethesda, you know, uh, you know, X Microsoft event that we've been hearing about from Jeff Grubb and many other outlets. But uh, BitCloud, welcome back to the program, brother. Um, I know that you and I are on the same page when it comes to Kenya. Uh, I know that that game just is wow. I mean, that game is. Look, I could tell you this right now. You, this is why I push so hard for a new Banjo Kazooie because you got to understand that the, the generation that I grew up in, platformers, when we first, you know, we went from 2D, right, to Mario 64. And after playing Mario 64, there, it was really, really hard to go back. Like now we play 2D games and we're like, yeah, classic. But back in the days, once you got a taste for th- the 3D realm, you never wanted to go back. And Kenya, new IP, very interesting character, unbelievably gorgeous graphics. And again, a show a highlight, a highlight of, the, of the program for me. What was your takeaway from everything that they showed? And, and, and that's the other key factor that I actually forgot to put in the show notes. And thank you for that, Crispy. They didn't show any first party goodness so you know what i'm saying like that you you know do we, we, were we going to get a surprise announcement we have one more thing for you and we didn't get that and i think i think a lot of people walked away disappointed because of that what were your takes on it well i mean going into this a lot of people were saying god of war and i'm like we're not getting god of war this year no god of war is 2022 i don't see it dropping this year or anytime I see march 2022 or even even uh april uh you yeah know, yeah of 2022 which is usually a great time for sony they always do very mm-hmm. well with their games when they launch in that first four months yeah then i heard a lot of fake uh i'm just calling industry uh you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what those guys are but they yeah, claimed sure uh, kenna they say kenna was gonna be uh announced as a um, playstation plus game or a ps um that yeah, was one of the mm-hmm. plus. yeah that's, and that's i'm that's like hilarious. uh Okay, I don't believe that, but okay, no. sure. Please maintain uh, that lie. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that went around. But to go back into the show, um, I honestly took uh, Kenna was like the was the game of show for me yes, personally at that show. It looked like an upgraded version, like really the the graphics. It kind of brought back like it brought back the knack vibes, but it was just more you know it's like they upgraded their craft type of thing. You know, it was like Ratchet and Clank type of. Yes, vibes. 100%. Looks really, really good. Sure. So I thought that was game of show. Loved the gameplay. Had a lot of um, it had elements of Horizon in there when he like when she was shooting like the bow type mm-hmm. of mechanics and whatnot. When she did like that slow motion. Which effect. of course I think so they're going to take full cool. advantage of the controller for that. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Sound effects, you name it. Um, they did announce a few cool announcements like uh, Crash Bandicoot 4K60. I thought that was cool because I was looking to get that game. So when they announced 4K60 support, uh, full dual sense, you name it. I'm like, okay, you know what? I might go ahead and get that game a shot now, and they're giving a free upgrade if you buy the PS4 version. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. They announced um, what was the other game that I took away from it? I thought Knockout was a nice little look into gameplay. You know that little dodgeball yeah. game? Yeah, I thought that was yeah. interesting. And what do you think? Was up? Sifu. Sifu was the other one. Sifu yeah, was the other. That, was that the other game good game? Dope, it brought it back does. Sleeping Dog vibes. I thought yeah, that was yes, cool. that's Ooh. what I was saying. Yeah, it has Sleeping Dog mixed with like Dreams type of vibes so i thought that was really cool and 
I'm trying to think of was like one more thing that they announced here that I thought was uh, okay. What, wait, maybe Solar Ash. Solar was- Ash. What gameplay of Solar Ash? That was that looked a lot better, so that was cool. And um, what do you think of Returnal? What, Returnal. What, what, that's what I was about to say. So remember how I said before, Returnal like first impressions are a key. Yeah. Right. This trailer that they showed at this show should have been the first trailer. We actually got context yes. to the game with the second mm-hmm. trailer, and a lot of people were like, "Oh no, you're just hating on the game." I'm like. Please tell me, what did you know about Returnal before the second trailer? Nothing. You didn't know we, anything. You just saw no. gameplay. This was should have been the first trailer. And they knew they knew they screwed up. That's why I was saying, like, when you have $70 as your price tag, it's going to be tough for newer, non-existent franchise to make that impact or to appease to people. You have to go all in, you have to go all out with these new franchises or potential franchises. It's kind of like you making that first impression at a job interview. That is the most important impression that you can possibly make. You don't usually get second chances at this type of stuff. You really don't. Returnal looked a lot better, though. I will say that looked a lot better. Am I going to buy it? Not really sure, but it looked a lot better compared to what it was. That frame rate, though, I am looking at that frame rate a little, uh, <laughs> a little closely because it looked a little choppy. You're yeah, talking about when she was when she was uh, using the boost to get out of yeah. the way of those creatures. Yeah, it did stutter a bit. It stuttered a little bit. I don't know if you just saw it, but it, yeah, it, it did stutter. But again, folks, you got to remember that that may not be the full representation of yeah. the game. That could just mm. be because the stream. The stream, yeah, because Probably. I mean, look what happened yesterday, Joe. I had awesome footage of Forza uh, Horizon <laughs> Four, and on my end, and I'm I'm watching it. You know, it's, it's looking fine now. Yeah, I yeah. saw the fucking the, one of them melt into the. <laughs> well, this was talking. <laughs> I saw one of them melt into the lava. I was like, ooh, I still need to play Hive Busters so bad. Then it was top. um. Then it was uh the announcement. Now, this is probably the announcement that probably bumped the show up to like an eight for a lot of people. It was the Final Fantasy. Yes, the free upgrade. Is a, that's a big free deal. upgrade. Now they. They said free upgrade for those of you that got the PS4 version. Okay, cool. But that DLC, you got to pay for that DLC. That, yeah. It was interesting about that too, though. Um, I was talking to a lot of people about this. I was like, you know, it feels like they're pulling a um, Rockstar with this game where you notice how Rockstar had uh, GTA 5 on PS3, 360, then they crossed it over to PS4, Xbox One. Now look what they're doing. They're doing the exact same thing again with PS5 and Series X. So it's like I see them doing that type of thing where you're trying to get as much money as you possibly can out of this game before you even announce the sequel, which everybody wanted. That was like the first thing everybody was saying when I did the live reaction. They was like, oh, guys, oh, my God, is this, is this part two? I'm like, I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. And then it's like, OK, well, the DLC and then some people oppose or a lot of people are saying that maybe that DLC. I don't know, man. A lot of people looking at that DLC a little funny, like. I can see them charging forty dollars type of thing, like people were saying stuff like that. Now, I don't think they'll do it, but <laughs> look at the, the way yeah. they monetize this game. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, DLC yeah. was a little higher than what we. Yeah, saw. like for example, um, uh, Re- uh, Resident Evil Jesus Fa- Final Fantasy Seven mm-hmm. is the free game for March for PS4 users, but for those of you who do are, are the PlayStation Plus members that do get Final Fantasy Seven for free this month. The upgrade isn't free for to upgrade it to PS5. Yeah. So, like, on one hand, it's like that sucks, and then on the other hand, it's like, well, this game is really good and uh, is dude, sixty I, bucks. And yeah. Oh, yeah. but listen, so, like, though, if you haven't yeah. bought, if you didn't buy the P, buy it on PS4, more yeah. than likely you're looking at seventy dollars. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's no the thing. I don't know if you noticed that they were like really mm-hmm. like highlighting all the stuff. They were like, oh guys, by the way. SSD and it kept showing low times. I'm like, 
really <laughs> we doing this now so we, we, yeah. we're back to this now we doing this now so, oh yeah we're really gonna we're really gonna charge you 70 dollars for this like ssd uh instant load times uh the game has this oh by the way guys that, look, look, the contrast we fixed the contrast yeah. oh more textures Oh, more smoke, yeah. more fire. It's, it's 60. Textures. It's like, wow. It's like, thanks. I mean, I'm so grateful like for this one. Wow. And I'm looking <laughs> at it. I'm like, it's a little clearer. <laughs> right, like, especially in the smoke part. I was like, I don't really see that big of a difference yeah. with the smoke part. Maybe just the maybe for atmosphere. Maybe okay, sure. sure. Uh, the thing that completely took me out the show, though, and again, this game is like a plague at Sony shows. So I'm actually looking at it, and it's Odd World. Odd World is a damn plague at this right? show. Every single time, it? I'm We've sick of this game. Quite a bit, yeah. give me a bit. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I will admit the game looked cool, like in the platform size, right? It looked good with the atmosphere, but it's like I don't care about this game. Get this game out my face every damn show. And then they had a, a lengthy segment for like Sony. Nobody cares about this game. We don't yeah, care about they, this they, damn they, game. I, I think yeah. At, at that point, I would say that yeah, the 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 show kind of dragged a little bit because they did go into great depth. With using the smoke, yeah, you know, to get people. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I remember when Oddworld came out. It was a launch title for the OG Xbox, yeah. And I played it then, and I never beat it. And I thought it was okay then. And I think, and I was, I was telling Joe before. I think it, to me, it looks as annoying as it ever did, and it just looks more pretty, uh, if yeah. you know, prettier, if you will. Um, and the only the only takeaway, and again, folks, you know, obviously, free is is good for a lot of people, especially nowadays. Um, it's going to be a PlayStation Plus game. Is now is it going to stay in PlayStation Plus? See, that's the cheeky thing See, Sony is doing. They, I don't they need to do that because uh, <laughs> I, I triggered some people when I said Destruction All Stars. But let's keep it a buck. Ain't nobody playing no damn Destruction All Stars. And, the and, and you know what's funny? It's a good. It's a good game. It just lacks content. Yo, Joe, you remember that argument dudes were saying? Oh, y'all falling uh. into this Game Pass mindset. That's why y'all want the they y'all want them to put. Uh, uh, Destruction All Stars and Plus or something. I'm like, are you retarded? There is nothing in that game that justifies seventy dollars. And you think mm -hmm. about it, the developer knows it because they they just announced that game's twenty dollars now. Twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's just keep that. Let's just call that into perspective here. Like, not every game is worth seventy dollars that we have seen so far. And quite frankly, yeah. there needs to be an alternative. So that goes right into that. And to go back to that show, you know. Where I were rated, I would give it like a six. I didn't. I didn't really go into this super high. I didn't believe half the rumors that was going around. Yeah. I really didn't. I was. I was kind of hoping. I did have like a wishful thinking type of uh, announcement that I wanted to happen, and I was just for Horizon. I wanted to get a little bit more, maybe a trailer for it, just like you know, another look at it. But. <laughs> Hey, it, Jim Ryan did say that that was coming this year later on. Yeah. So maybe he there's another show. Interview. As a matter of fact, he did. He said yeah. during the and we're gonna get we're gonna get into that interview because he said a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah actually, so if, you, if, you, if you read the interview, uh, you actually read the GQ magazine post, uh, you know, uh, ma um, article, which was great. Even the uh, the the guy that sat down to do the article was taken aback on how in how much information. Yeah. That Jim Ryan was able to give because he said he said it right in the opening. Normally, you expect you know them to be somewhat coy with some of the answers, and Jim Ryan kind of let it all hang out. And we're going to get into that. But Dreadpool, you got a also, chance, uh, guys. Uh, I'll be right back for just a sec. But also, uh, new actual open world Pokemon game coming out twenty twenty two. 
It's everybody's like it looks kind of like Breath of Wildish. It looks kind of oh, uh, oh, it looks I, like I, a trailer I'm gonna watch after the show. Nice, nice, nice. Dreadpool, listen, you got a chance to check out uh, State of Play. Uh, obviously, you know what, what, you heard everyone's take so far. What, what's your personal take on? It? And you know, how did you walk away from the show? Oh, I was walking sideways. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I, I approach these shows the same way I do every show, no matter if it's Xbox, Nintendo, or Sony. Right? Open mind, no expectations, and let's just see what they show you. Right? So straight off the bat, I, I wasn't let down because I didn't expect God of War. I didn't expect anything, right? So just going in there and just seeing what they were going to show us. And I'll tell you what, uh, Knockout City, I was like, where have I seen that before? And it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It was on the <laughs> Nintendo one. You know, but um, it was cool to see a little bit more on Returnal. I'm still not a fan of it. Uh, it it's it, it's not hitting me up. Um <laughs> The funny thing is, I was watching it with my daughter, right? So, Five Nights at Freddy's pops up, and she's like, play that again. And I'm like, no, I'm watching this live. We'll, we'll go back to the videos when they re-release it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was interesting because they, they did a little different from what they normally do. And, you know, yet again, not every game is for everybody, right? Yes, so that is correct. You got to remember... Certain things might get you hyped. Certain things might lose your hype. And Sifu definitely was a knockout. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And it did remind me of Sleeping Dogs, uh, at least the battle part of it. Um, I don't think there's going to have the, the story mode like that, but there's not enough information. So we're just going off with what, we, you know, what we've seen so far. Um, you know, Crash was cool with the free upgrade for those that already have it oh the cringy marketing for that by the way i oh. forgot he said you can feel the suck in the controller yeah <laughs> i was but, cringe but that's where odd world comes up right yep because their promotion of it was the fact that you you got the added haptic feedback of um i forgot his the character's name but um his heartbeat when, when you know that there's something going on you can feel it yeah. You know, so you know that it's you know it's getting intense because his heartbeat's beating faster. So it was cool for that aspect that because now you got a little bit more information. But yeah, you're right. It, it's 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 getting to turn into an old world. Like oh my god, can we keep playing this again or something? What what is this on a loop or something? I mean, I feel like I got some toothpicks and I'm strapped to a chair and those toothpicks are holding my eyelids open. And, and <laughs> I love the series. I love Oddworld and all that, but this is getting to be too much, you know. But I understand why they put it on there. Now they had a little bit more and said, hey, look, you also get this. You know what I mean? So it's like that Catch-22, you know, we were tired of seeing it, but it was cool to get some new information. And Kenna, who doesn't get a, uh, the uh, cameo feel, right? I said that, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I was, when they first showed that, I was hooked on that game. I was like, "All right, this is cool. Let's yeah. see what they got." You know, when when they come out with more information later on. But this is a, this has a cameo feel. This, and then you know, you, you get to see a little bit more, and it's like, yeah, you know what? I I kind of like this game. This this game is still didn't turn me off. It didn't, you know, it's still on par with with what my expectations were. 
you know, and then the Final Fantasy uh, integrated. I kept on looking, going, "Wait a second, what is what is what is going on?" You know, try, just trying to figure it out. And uh, Dolo Man said, "You got to pay for the DLC, but you have to upgrade to the PS5 to get the new DLC. It's not available on the PS4 owners, according to the comments on the screen." So, so that's so basically that uh, the the DLC that you have to pay for is a PS5 exclusive. That's my understanding of it. Yeah. Hmm. So it's like if you're a PS4 owner and you haven't shifted over yet, I think that you just got the shaft and you're going to be doing the cry walk too. <laughs> but yeah, no, but, the, but and that's... if you're completely new, get ready to pay seventy. Yeah, get ready. <laughs> so, but but that's. It's kind of one of those things when you're in between generations, you know what I mean. You you still want to support the older stuff, and you want to support the newer stuff, but you want everybody to shift over to the newer stuff. But guess what? Everybody's still on the old consoles, so you kind of have to have that that split in between. So it is what it is. But overall, like I said, I did not see that big of a deal with with it. You know, it was it was kind of a meh to a yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely not a nah. You know what I mean? So, I'll give it a mad plus. How's that? No, I mean that's. I mean, listen, that that's again. That's a that's that's plus. absolutely uh, perfectly fine. Let me uh, let me bring up some of my other gameplay that I got going on over here. Is this the right gameplay? That is not the right gameplay. All right. Well, listen. You know what? Let, let's get to uh, Pong Soul. Pong Soul. First of all, thanks so much for jumping in, brother. Definitely appreciate you. You know, joining us again. Where where do you sit personally? on uh, what was shown at the state of play. Did you walk away satisfied, disappointed, or somewhere in the middle? I've actually walked away satisfied, a lot like what Dreadpool was just saying. You know, I, I start. I don't know. I used to get really hyped for these shows, and then I, I kind of learned my lesson through through <laughs> all the shows that uh, we've seen, uh, especially over the past year. Uh, so I, I kind of keep my hype levels down and don't expect the world um i just want to kind of see uh you know where they're going to go with it and actually this show you know I, I you know full disclosure i don't have my ps5 yet um so but i'm planning on getting one at some point um but uh these shows still do hype me up when i see something that i'm interested in and there was quite a few things uh, obviously kenna bridge of spirits it, it's going to be an awesome game and i think as as of this moment it's still a timed exclusive so even if i don't have my ps5 i'm planning on seeing that at some point on xbox um but i think it just looks absolutely gorgeous uh it looks like a cartoon come to life and that uh really grabs my attention um and uh another game sifu uh came up kind of out of nowhere and like everybody's kind of stated here, uh, it gives off a lot of different vibes, but just just the close quarters martial arts aspect in the hallway um, really, really looks uh, well done. And I kind of read up on it and, and the aging effect as you die. Every time you die, you age a little bit more. Um, you know, that, that seems like a cool concept. So I can't wait to see what they uh, bring out of that. Also, you're learning uh, as you go through. It says that you actually do uh, learn new techniques uh, as you play through that game. So looking forward to that, definitely. Uh, Returnal, I don't know if it's going to wind up being my type of game, but 
talk about impressive coming from Housemark. Uh, one, I love Housemark, right? So do I. I, I'm a big fan of their work, dude. man. I and we their, talked I yesterday, boom. Uh, yeah, we talked yesterday, boom, about those ascending studios, studios that start out small and that are given a chance to grow uh, within themselves. I, I mean, to go from Rezo, I loved Rezo Gun, loved Alien Nation. Uh, Next Machina, I, I enjoyed. Um, and to see them come out with something like this now and to kind of put everything they've learned through those smaller games into a bigger, almost, I mean, I don't know if we're going to count this as a AAA, but man, graphics-wise uh, and feel to it, it feels like a AAA game. And, and I'm very impressed uh, with what they've done. Uh, and I think as BitCloud said, this should have been the initial presentation that they gave uh, of this game because I think a lot of people uh, you know, may have gotten the wrong impressions when they first showed it. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think this definitely gave us a bigger view of what they're going for and it, and it it looks stellar I, I i can't wait to see what this game finally turns out to be again don't know if it's going to be my type of game but but if i get a ps5 and i have an opportunity to try it i'm definitely going to uh because again housemark has done nothing uh but uh, give me uh positive vibes uh throughout all the years that they've been creating games so i'm really really looking forward to, forward to that uh and then solar ash uh solar ash is one i've had my eyes on uh, any game that annapurna uh publishes tends to be very well done um and polished uh, and so that game with the stylized graphics that they have uh, that is something that definitely appeals to me um, as one of those smaller games that I, I definitely want to get my hands on and, and see how it plays for myself. So, yeah. and I love what like indie games have. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. But like to, to add on that, it's really interesting to see how indie games seemingly are very influenced by Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, very yeah. much so. For, I, it's just sure. to say. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And, and by the way, you know, Joe, I heard you're in a bad mood this morning. Um, so I just I wanted to make sure that I jumped in here to to make sure that there's no more slander going on today. Thank so God, I, I'm I'm here to watch you. Okay. All right. And <laughs> you know, because you said that, Todd Howard's all right. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> you know, no, overall, my impressions of of the show, uh, I came out with a positive impression. Um, obviously, did I did I think like I th I think it was crispy that stated that it would have probably been. A much better show had they shown something first party. I was actually kind of expecting a, a Ratchet and Clank, even though we've seen a lot of it. I, I thought I was expecting to see a little bit more or just a final kind of teaser because they're so close uh, to release on that one. Um, you know, I was kind of expecting that, uh, but to not see any kind of first real first party stuff. I mean, House Mark is close. Um, you know, I thought mm, took a little bit of shine off the show, uh, but at the same time, uh, oh, Death Loop too. We can't forget Death Loop. Um, you know, no matter what, that game is looking phenomenal, and no matter what, you know, we're going to see that day and date in Game Pass uh, yeah. once this deal signs. So yeah. I really, I mean, I love Arcane, uh, and I love what they do in this game. Wow! Uh, every time I see it, I get a little bit more hyped for it uh the music uh that they've they've put in that game looks absolutely it sounds phenomenal so yeah, yeah. So, well I, soundtrack is key for, for any yes. any any big game yes. this is a very stylized game 
Um, so to have uh, stylized music to go right along with it makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's the guy I forgot to mention because uh, this second trailer gave you. I don't know about y'all, but I got 007 vibes. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. Really, really y'all get that with the, with the custom yeah. soundtrack that they have Absolutely. for it? Oh. The, they made a custom song named Death. I'm like, guys, just right. take my money. I'm in. Like, this <laughs> I, do, I do. I do want to see the, the multiplayer aspect oh. a little bit more, though. I want to yes. see how it works when somebody yes. jumps in. You know, yeah. a la Demon Souls. I want to see how mm -hmm. that actually plays out. To know that this is a game that they've always wanted to make, like, yeah. yeah, like hearing that, I think it was a Game Informer interview that they they've had this game baking since mid two thousands, like they and and that's the thing that I really like, Pong. I'm right there with you. I'm so happy. Like when I'm looking at this, this is these this is the this is the game where I'm like. Ooh, Microsoft, <laughs> even looking at it during the show, I was just like, ooh, Microsoft, you made a good purchase. Because like, yeah. this is the thing that's going to excite me. Because what's happened to Arcane right now is like, ever since Dishonored, their games are great. They're just not resonating. So mm -hmm. like, knowing that they, they're going to be on Game Pass um, in the future, uh, and, and knowing that it allows more creative freedom, we're going to continue seeing Arcane be weird and make the games they want to make. That's, yeah, and they're going to find you know. new audiences, which is great, because there's a lot of games like oh, Dishonored yeah. that just didn't, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, because they're fantastic games, didn't play well with the masses, but you put it on Game Pass and get it in front of 18, 20, 30 million people, you're going to find some new oh, homes. Oh, your audience is going games. to, yeah. Because yeah. what's, what's going to see, what winds up happening, especially now, for, we got to remember, the world is still at a standstill with a pandemic, regardless of whether or not the shots are out there. People are just really uh, holding their monies and a game like Deathloop. It's probably going to be a fantastic game. Arcane is an incredible developer. The problem is you may not get enough people to play the game or take a chance to buy the game. And that's what happens. Now, obviously, Sony's got it for a year and they're going to have it, uh, you know, they're going to have it first. And hopefully it does well enough where people see it and like, wow, I cannot wait to play this game. And, and so it's, <clears throat> it's technically getting a year preview before it hits Xbox. So by the time it hit, does hit Xbox, they, like you said, Pong, it, they could, uh, they could very well be at 30. 35 million subscribers and then you get you know uh you know um three million uh, on an average player count for the day that that game was up uh each day and then you're talking about now you have a fan base and that and it's going to be it's going to be interesting because that's another company like housemark they may not be the you know most prettiest in the in in the window but man both of those studios make incredible games but you know what i do want to get to mojo blues but mojo before i get to your brother i got to catch up with some of these super chats there's been quite a few of them first yeah, of all the first one of the day comes to us from a very generous friend of the show night wolf 3186 he drops an outstanding five hours super chat and says morning guys have a great show looking forward to the topics well thanks so much for that dude um <clears throat> Our generous friend of the show, Pixel Bit G, drops not one but two super chats. The first one is five dollars and says Sony is getting clowned because they oversold what would be the the the, the year one per usual lies. Um, please talk. They about gave you the six AAA games. Man. 
Well, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, again, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see what the end year ends for them. Uh, and again, it depends really who you ask whether the game resonates. If a game doesn't resonate for someone, then it then it yeah. obviously doesn't. It you know it doesn't fall mm-hmm. on their plate. But he says, please talk about the SSD expansion or lack of of it. And yeah, that's a that's something that they they've just announced, which I'm yeah. in a blog post. Uh, it's coming in the summer, late yeah. summer. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a bit of a problem, folks. Uh, we're in March. Uh, sure. You know, we're not even in March yet. I'm sorry. I I, I pulled this forward a couple of days. Uh, March starts uh, next week, and we're not we're not even close to the summer. And no memory solution is uh, that's a bit that's an epic fail because I am. I, listen, I, I'm not PlayStation guy number one. I buy only first party stuff, and I'm I'm getting I'm getting close to running out of room, mm-hmm. which is bananas. And I'm not even yeah. I'm not even you know like a dot you know like that's my first place that I play. I got a lot of games, sure, but I got only- I got sixty gigs left, man. I'm constantly deleting stuff. Yeah, that's what I had to do. I, yeah, I yeah. look when it comes to that memory stuff, it sucks. And I think both Xbox, Microsoft, and Sony fucked everybody over by giving them a terabyte of space. That's definitely for them to uh, mitigate the cost of how expensive these SSDs are and throw them over to c- the consumer because. No matter like how you cut it, like I'll give Xbox the 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 pat on the back for going. At least you gave us an option. But to yeah. then say, you know what though, that option is two hundred bucks. And again, not just Microsoft, but then but probably PlayStation too. It just sucks for me because then you're just rolling over costs of the consumer, and I just but call that's, me selfish. That's the going rate right anyway for uh for the yeah. NVMe four point Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what what chip manufacturer you go with. That's the going rate. Yeah, but my my only thing is just like at least give us two terabytes, man. You know, yeah, like I mean, one again, may, may, was... maybe maybe later on down the line. The only difference with uh, yeah. with Microsoft, and, and this is what you, again you got to tip your cap to them is not only did they give you a solution, it's an expensive solution, but there's a mm. solution. And, and, yeah, and, and so I'm saying, at least they're giving me a solution. I just don't like how expensive it is. Because like, the, but the other the yeah. other option that Sony did not, and th- and this if Sony would have allowed this, this would not have been a problem. If you can have, if you could move your stuff. Oh yeah. That would yeah, be and, and that, would be, that would be that would be that, but I'm like you know talking and doing it is two different things. Yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, yeah. the last uh, the last two uh, the super chats that came in, Pixelbit G once again he says Sifu equals new Yi Kung Er Kung Fu. I remember playing that in the arcades, dude. That's how old I am. One in the chat if you played it, and I think we got a lot of ones for that. Uh, I guess there's not many OGs, bro. And Danaros, generous friend of the show, he drops. An outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Gamers, in a nutshell, photorealism good, cell shaded or animated bad." Uh, I mean, listen, I I like games, folks. Uh, they they could be realistic. Mm-hmm. They have realistic. It's great if they're cell shaded and it tells a great story. Then I'm all in as well. Um, yep. But Mojo, uh, thanks for joining us, brother. Super appreciate you. You know, you're throwing up the uh, the flare. We 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 came. We, the helicopter landed. We got you in. You're part of the team today. What did you walk away from Sony's first state of play for 2021? Uh, I hate to be the negative guy, but wow, I was uh, so disappointed. Uh, and, and this expectation thing, I'm not letting them off the hook. You telling me God of War is coming out this year, and we all know that wasn't true. They lied. Right. Well, well, they got to be held accountable. You can't say your biggest, your number one franchise is, is coming out this year and you have the first show of the year and you don't show gameplay. You don't even have a 
teaser trailer, nothing. You don't, you don't even mention. So that that's an epic fail to me. Now, if you say, hey, yeah, God of War's not really coming until late 2022 or 2023, I get it. But be honest. I, that's, I don't like how Sony gets away with a lot of stuff. Not getting held accountable for. Like Xbox gets held accountable for anything and everything. But back to the show. That's beside the point. Uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it was a lot of, uh, I don't even want to say fluff, because I kind of like fluff. It was just a lot of subpar stuff, and uh, and a couple of decent little announcements here and there. There's there's there was things you guys already broke most of each individual game down, so I, I'm not even going to go there. But like, what was the games? If there were any, were there any that spoke to you at all? Uh, no, honestly, uh, well, that's that's you know I've known about that one and everything. So yeah, there, there was that one, and that, that's going to be good. I don't know why uh, people think God of War is coming this year, though. <laughs> no, I, and I know it's not coming this year, not, but but they need to admit that. I'm just tired. Of what? All they, all they said was Ragnarok is coming. That's just a tagline. That's it. They didn't give you a date. Uh, you know it's It's one thing to say a game's coming, and then, then it gets delayed. But if there was an honest, yeah, we're trying to get a game out by a certain date, and then it don't happen, I get that. And that's not that's always a good thing. But when you just blatantly lie, to tease people to buy your system. Uh, that's where I, I, I draw the line. And Sony's been known to do that. And I'm not saying Microsoft hasn't done that in the past or Nintendo or other companies, but I'm tired of it. Okay. I'm an old man and I'm get off my lawn, Sony. If you're not <laughs> gonna, it, 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 just be honest. I, I, I'm too old to be lied to at this point. And, uh, and I'm not going to raw, raw you. And, and I love games and I love shows too, by the way. I hate being negative, and I like they did a, a state of play, and I hope they they continue these. Uh, I really like the the one after the another aspect. Uh, I don't want to see interviews, and I don't want to see devs come out and talking about stuff. I'm not even a gameplay guy. I'm happy with just a bunch of trailers. Uh, but yeah, show me this. I don't know. I, I hate to say more, but it's early in the console's lifespan. And Sony's notorious for, yeah, we're going to give them something in around the 10 million mark sold, you know, pretty good, like, say, Bloodborne last gen. And then we really start dropping the bangers at 15. And then the magic number for Sony's always been 20 million sold. And then they start regularly dropping the better games. And I get that. That's business. They, as a first party, they're not selling their game everywhere. So you've got to make sure you've got a big enough customer base. I mean, one of the biggest fails of Xbox last gen was dropping great games at the very beginning of the generation. Mm -hmm. hadn't converted over yet. And we all yeah. know I mean, they had several great games, and, and they were considered deemed failures. And, yeah, there was, there was some negative talk about resolution and, and crap like that at the time. But let's be honest. I think the real truth was there wasn't enough people that had, ever, that had bought Xbox Ones Mm -hmm. Some of those games that came out, say, mid-gen or when they, you know, had 20 to 30 million in their subscription base or I shouldn't call it subscription base. Everything's that now, but back then it wasn't. <laughs> and, and people that own the consoles, if you got 30 million of them out there, yeah, then right. the game will sell enough and it'll be a success. And Sony's smart about that. I'll give them that. They just give you little breadcrumbs in the beginning, you know, a, a, a remaster of an old game, DLC. From their biggest game, yeah, and I, 
I'm that guy. I'm the one that says Miles Morales was just DLC. It's great DLC. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that was a great, but it was DLC. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not a popular opinion with a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it's my opinion. Uh, just opinion. <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, let's get back to the, the, the state of play. It was uh, blah. I don't know. It just didn't didn't it didn't do it for me. And and you know, usually Sony's really good on their shows. Uh, and like I said, and I love that format that they that they use. Uh, and I like it better than how Microsoft has done most of their shows over the last few years. Even when I thought Microsoft had maybe better content, uh, and I won't say better games because that's a that's really subjective. And even from one show to the next, it's usually only one or two games that ever hit or resonate with anybody anyway. Right. And you know, like somebody, I might have even been boom that said, "You got to wait till later in the year after things are dropped, and then you then you know what's success and what turned out really good or not. You just got to go by what you see and what what it made you feel." And generally, when I watch one of these state of plays, I get really excited. Uh, hmm. And this one, I just didn't. I just, right. oh, yeah. No, I mean that's fair because I, I didn't bring up negative stuff. I didn't want to do that, but I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted Dude, if, if, if something doesn't hit for you, it doesn't hit. That's that's fine. I think what you said about um, God of War reigns true because, like, you know. For for people that are in the weeds like me, we know that Horizon Zero Dawn, or sorry, I keep on saying it, um, Horizon uh, Forbidden West was in. I mean, it's called Horizon Zero Dawn too. Yeah, yeah, that's been in development since the original game has has launched, mm-hmm. um, and this that was supposed to be a spring game, like Ratchet was supposed to be a you know a February game and in or a March game and like. You know, in the age of COVID, man, things are, are, are going to get pushed back. I don't, I, you know, and the, and the thing is, I think what you said when it comes to God of Ragnarok, you know, we could, you know, they could sit there and go, oh, yeah, it's, it's COVID, so we had to push back. And genuinely, people were going to probably understand, yeah, you know, whatever, give them the benefit of the doubt, even though it probably wouldn't have been, right? Um, and, you know, you're not giving them the benefit of doubt because you're like, well, no, you said 2021, so let me start seeing it. That's 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 a fair something if you if you want to make it, uh, you and, know. And I also think some of these pushbacks may not necessarily be 100% COVID. I think yeah. that it's some of it. But the other thing is they're having problems getting consoles out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the truth. They've said it. Microsoft mm-hmm. said it too. They're having problems getting these consoles out. And why would you want to drop a banger when you've only sold four or five million consoles? And I know, exactly. yeah, they're, they're available on the previous gen, but and that's great. But you know, they want to move everybody to the new system, yeah. particularly Sony. That they, they Jim Ryan said it numerous times. They want to move everybody as quick as possible to the PS5, and uh, so and there were some hiccups there in with production and with chips or whatever. We're not even going to go into that, but. We just know that there's not been many out there and there's a huge shortage. So, but say that, tell people, hey, we don't have enough consoles out. So we're pushing some games back. Well, maybe that sounds bad. I don't know. Yeah. Yep, I guess it does. <laughs> yeah. But it just makes me mad if you don't, that whole tease thing. I, I get, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's just, I throw up my hands and like, yeah, whatever. So, That's fine. Well, I mean, listen, it was the first show of the year. 
Um, obviously, it, you know, you it, when you look at it, again, it really depends on who you ask. Some people in the media loved it. Some people in the media didn't like it. Some people on Twitter didn't like it. Some people in the, uh, on Twitter did like it. So it is really an opinion. Um, obviously, I don't think it was, it was a four, but that's just me. For me, it was a six. Uh, the yeah. two games that I walked away from it excited about, Kenya and Sifu, because, again, you know, I played Street Fighter when it was called Fighting Street on the Turbo Graphics, the, oh, yeah. uh, you know, back in the day. It depends on how you feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah Does it, anybody it really know does. where Ghostwire Tokyo was? That was surprising. It wasn't yeah. there, but, I, again, really I, I didn't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I was a little a little shocked that we didn't see it because it is a PS5 exclusive for this year. So, but maybe you'll see that in their next state of play, which is probably going to be um, in a couple of months. I don't. I think they're going to look at you yeah. know all of the uh, all of the uh, uh, of the the stats that come in from this. People loved it. People hated it, and they're going to somewhere. I think for the next time, be a little bit more uh, forthcoming about first party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- when that's when we're going to see one of the big ones um, outside of what came out, you know, for the launch. Uh, you know, it's uh, crazy, though. A lot of people believe that this show was more likely rushed uh, because of the latest announcement with Days Gone. So that right there might play. The that's a possibility, too. too. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. I, uh, what I want, you know, because we have such a large panel, what I'm going to wind up doing is because I know a lot of people tuned in to hear the Xbox second half of the show. And so what I'm going to do is the big Jim, uh, Jim Ryan interview that, that, that I, I obviously I advertise because I didn't realize I was going to have this big of a panel because I want everyone to have their opinion. We're going to move to Monday and I'm going to I'm going to let the primetime guys, uh, which we'll, we'll get a special guest for that. And, and we'll break down, uh, you know, what Jim Ryan had to say. And he had a lot to say. And I think that one of the things that's interesting that I, I feel that is not talked about. And again, we're not going to talk about it here, but I definitely want to talk about it on Monday is the four free games they're giving away. That got overshadowed by a lot of what he did say that upset a lot of PlayStation gamers, particularly about admitting that PlayStation, the PlayStation fan base is not enough to sustain AAA goodness that you guys and gals are used to. And they have to find a way to make more money. It's basically what he said. We'll get into that on Monday. I do want to shift this uh, the show onto something now, folks. Again, this next topic. This there's there, there is no article, there is no media personnel talking about this. This is completely from Boom's headspace. Uh, whether I'm full of shit, whether it's a pipe dream, or whether or not there is some truth to what I'm going to say. Obviously, uh, you know, you're going to have to ultimately decide as we close in on 400 people here for Breakfast with Boom. And uh, I'll I'll, I'll just spit it right out. Um, Listen, you know, when the one thing as as YouTubers, as content creators, as, uh, you know, uh, community members, everyone here on this panel is right. We're either running our own shows, writing our own shows, guesting on other people's shows and helping push other people's content. At At least I definitely love to get everyone the 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 spotlight i don't need the spotlight you know who boom is so that's why when i have people on it's my job to push everyone else's content because i want to see you succeed before me because that's just the kind of guy i am and in saying so we have a lot of detective work that we do behind the scenes some people have bigger tips and like for instance i have a couple of sources very good sources as a matter of fact not as big as someone like a dealer dealer gaming has actual people from microsoft calling him because he's dealer gaming and that's that's awesome 
Um, and but one of the one of the things that I want to break down is we have heard not only from sources but several prominent people within the media that the Bethesda level, quote unquote, uh, um, purchase or acquisition that Microsoft is going to make is going to dwarf this Bethesda deal. Now, you, depending on who you are, you walk away from this saying, holy shit, how, how, what are they talking about? Are they buying the universe? Well, no, they're not going to buy the universe. And as a matter of fact, I don't even think that it's going to be an, uh, you know, a big-time publisher. I don't think it's going to be EA. I don't think it's going to be Activision or Square Enix or even Capcom, which we've talked about on, on plenty, plenty of my shows. The next acquisition that I feel is coming towards the end of this year, now this is not coming right after they, they signed the deal with Bethesda and ZeniMax. This is going to be months and months after. And this is just, again, my opinion, so get ready, folks. I dropped this nuclear bomb onto uh, you know the uh, primetime gamers uh, 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 Monday night, and I didn't do it on purpose. I simply just gave my opinion, and everyone was like, well, well, well hold on a sec. we got to back this up. I think the next purchase for them is they're going to buy Steam, and I'm almost positive that's going to happen in 2021. And I say that with confidence because Microsoft, their overall picture, their, their overall – uh, view of of the industry is not ending or starting with the console gaming. Uh, the X Cloud is going to be one of the biggest deals for them, and it's already give, it's already paying off in dividends in places like Korea and places like Japan that are mobile based. And uh, I think that Gabe Newell uh, he has talked about retiring. Uh, he wants to. He has also talked about. Uh, moving on from it, and if there's one company that I believe can afford the purchase and have the infrastructure to level the playing field once they get it, it's going to be Microsoft. And again, uh, you know, I know that people are going to be like, "Well, boom!" I think you're full of it. And if that's the case, fine. But that's my personal opinion. And I'm going to go first uh, to Crispy Bomb. Now, Crispy, you were a part of Primetime Gaming, and like the other panel members, sat back in your chair with a bit of a uh, of a Metal Gear Solid question mark or exclamation point over your head when I said this, and you were like, listen, Boom, we got to talk about this some more. So here we are on Breakfast with Boom. Do you think there is any relevance to what I am saying in regards to Gabe Newell retiring, selling Steam to, to Microsoft, and, of course, them just basically taking over the world? <laughs> when you did this, it was like, <laughs> it was like, whoa, okay. Uh and then I thought about it, and I was like, well, wait. You know, Steam is a service. Xbox really is starting to ramp up investment in services, especially in gaming. Uh, they already have their other services, like Windows and, and uh, Office 365 and all of these things. And I'm like, and, you know, um, yeah, like, like I said then, that's a $20 billion purchase easily, if not more. Is it worth it? And then you go and look at what Steam has become, and nobody can really say any other game store on PC even rivals Steam. And it's one of those things where you're like, I could see Microsoft taking that big chance and investing in that because it's already established. And 
Gabe Newell actually is, they have a decent relationship. I mean, especially, you know, with Halo Master Chief and all these games that have started to come to Steam. It, it kind of makes sense if he wants to get out. Now, that's if he wants to get out. And I'm sure there's a board that has to do all that stuff, too. So, you know, it's one of those things that you just don't know. But it's intriguing. I mean, and and they have the, the money. And you just saw Google just say, oh, we're done, basically. So you got Amazon there. And I don't see Apple. Apple doesn't have you know, the, the infrastructure right now for the gaming aspect to really, you know, handle something like that, in my opinion, unless yeah. they, they wanted to make that their entire thing. But Apple's more of a closed ecosystem. Microsoft really is an open ecosystem. You can use whatever, like, you know, I have a surface and I can use, you know, Chrome on there. Like they let you do what you want. It's the Android of, of, you know, uh, uh, an interface. So I could see them doing it. I mean, it would be, it would be huge. Um, it would be definitely bigger than buying Zenimax. If people are saying that, there's very few things you'd have to like buy Rockstar or something like that. You know what I mean? Like these are these are big things that we're talking about. And you know, if if somebody's gonna buy them, I would rather have Microsoft than an Amazon or somebody like that because at least you, at least they know what they're doing at Microsoft. I mean, we don't even know what what luna is yet really well like, yeah the the ceo of, of luna stepped down uh yeah, there you go yeah you so it, there's there's some big trouble happening at uh at amazon as a matter of fact it's funny because i normally never stream on the weekends because that that time was reserved for mrs boom and that's just the way i am but mrs boom volunteered to go in tomorrow uh to uh assist in giving the COVID-19 to seniors. Now, she's not administering, she's not a nurse, uh, but she's the, uh, she's the administrative part of the company she works for, and she wants to actually see some of her seniors that she hasn't seen in a while. So she actually volunteered to go in. So she's going to be doing that all day. I'm considering doing a pop-up stream tomorrow, maybe around noon, uh, and uh, talking about uh, this exact point. Uh, about uh, you know Google stepping out, Amazon's uh, CEO of of their digital service stepping down, uh, Apple Play basically being just non-existent in the in the space. And the question I'm going to pose, and I'm going to try and put the show together today, uh, has Microsoft already won the digital war? Because uh, right now Sony is not doing what they're doing uh, in regards to uh, you know the, uh, ha- having. Uh, you know, a, a Game Pass type of service. They they have their own thing, and they're gonna they're gonna advance it. But they're but again, when you look at the the big three outside of Nintendo and and, and uh, PlayStation, the the incoming threat that everyone thought was going to be a problem was Amazon. They're having problems there. Who knows? I mean, has anyone even talked about Luna outside of the original announcement? I I, I got um three invitations, and guess what? The third one came yesterday and says, hey, Mr. Boomstick, don't forget about your Luna. Uh, you, you know, you, you might miss out. And I just disregarded the email because I have no I have no wants or to, to play Luna, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think a lot of people are, are like that. And I think that uh, both Amazon, Apple and um, and of course, now Google jumped in to the deep end without knowing how to swim. And I, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if that's if we're gonna, you know, have enough audience for tomorrow's show. But Joe, let's get to you next on this. Uh, this is uh, 
This is a situation where if Microsoft were to purchase something like Steam, would put them in a position where the amount of monies per quarter that were coming in could potentially triple to what they just posted, which is just insane to think about. And considering that they're looking to do things with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, they're open source, meaning that they want you to be able to play Xbox games everywhere. Being able to drop Xbox Game Pass onto Steam and open open that uh, open that service to the amount of gamers. Which again, if you don't know, I know I know I don't personally game on PC. I've never gamed on PC. It's just it's just not for me. But combined, Microsoft's fan base, PlayStation's fan base. And uh, Nintendo's fan base don't even come to half of what's available for the PC fan base. And Microsoft wants a part of that. And if, if, they, if their way into that market is purchasing uh, um, a Steam from of Gabe, who is looking to retire from the business, it, it would set something in motion unlike anything we've ever seen. What are your thoughts on this potential? Joe, are you there, brother? You want Joe? me to chime in? I'll yeah, 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 jump in, jump in. All right, so um, either his, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's frozen. frozen. I'm, I'm gonna, frozen. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to frozen. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, uh, to go to this whole, you know, your theory for them possibly buying Steam, um, here's the thing. Valve makes more money than virtually anyone out here, even Correct. including... Yeah. Um, you know, Xbox Live and and plus. So honestly, an investment of that of that nature would be even would be too big in my honest opinion for them to even make up if they ever did buy that. And, and that's not something I don't see ever happening. What I do see happening for um Microsoft is more likely they will buy someone like um what's his name? I was I had on time. I I would say something like Sega. That would yeah, be a lot a of people massive, think Sega. Yeah. yeah, that that would seem like a bigger deal to get into versus this, um, you know, thing about uh, Valve. I don't see Valve ever selling. I mean, again, we we, we don't know. Again, this is a complete yeah, speculation cool, yeah. on my part. Uh, Everborn Saga happens to be here. Thanks for taking the time, brother. I was I was happy to have you a part of today's show. Disappointed when you said your meetings were they bombard you with meetings, but you're here now. And being that we don't know how long we have you for, we got to bring you in on the conversation. Um, obviously, you were there. You were part of Primetime Gaming this Friday, uh, this Monday. I said this Friday, uh, Monday, and you basically got blown out of your seat with my comment. And you were like, "Listen, boom! I, I, I you, you killed me that we can't talk about it. When can we talk about it? Well, here we are. Where, where do you, where do you sit on the potential of Microsoft acquiring Steam? Would this be a purchase that would benefit um, uh, Xbox and uh, and of course what they're looking to do? in the future uh well first of all i want to say you know thanks for letting me in i'm only here for a few minutes i okay. came only specifically literally for this topic i heard you're talking about it I, I got a few minutes between meetings so i said you know what i, I gotta say something i gotta put my two cents in here so uh thank you now i'll say this um will it happen who knows should it happen for their strategy? Yes. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Is it too expensive? I don't think so. So I'm going to disagree with you just 
a little bit BitCloud, and I'll tell you why. Microsoft paid $26 billion for LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and they that was basically a purchase so that they could be in the Silicon Valley area and they uh, have a CRM product that they compete with, um, what's it called, Salesforce for. And Salesforce wanted um, LinkedIn, and so they used that to bolster that product. Now, um, if people are purchasing things and Valve is not, as far as I know, I don't think Valve is a publicly traded company, so it wouldn't be as difficult as purchasing um, some other large publishers. As to the price, I think Valve was valued at, um, I don't know, $7 billion, but you don't pay what it's valued at today. You pay what it could be worth in the next, you know, N number of years. They're, so so as of March 2019, they were valued at uh, 10, bill, 10 billion. Right. So 10 billion. So that means uh, you're probably going to have to drop at least double that. Yes. Right. 20 billion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you if you just look at some other like large acquisitions, I don't know if you were looking at the stock price of Fox when Disney announced they were going to purchase it Mm -hmm. versus what it was that they actually ended up paying for it. Um, So they and I think they wanted to get it for 40 billion and they ended up paying almost 74. So I do think you would have to pay a lot of money. Now, the the question as to why that would be worth it. I think uh, it's it's on many fold the reasons, right? You would instantly, instantly become the number one um, PC marketplace for games. And if anyone follows Microsoft, you know that their game store is absolute garbage. And I'm going to quote Slow Mo Backslap here, where mm-hmm. PC gamers hate uh, the Microsoft store so much that they would rather spend 60 or $70 for a game that they could have gotten for free because they already purchased it on console, right? And, and cause you have cross buy with the Microsoft store and the, and the Xbox store. So this would make them not only a major player but the number one player in PC gaming sort of overnight. Now, what else does that do? They would then have a connection with all of the developers that are in that PC uh, ecosystem space, meaning let's say um, Final Fantasy 16 does come to uh, PlayStation and PC, right? If it's gonna go to PC, unless it's gonna, they're gonna go to the Epic Store, because I know Sony has some money with them, they're probably gonna wanna put it on Steam. If Microsoft owns Steam, that's now on their platform as well, right? And all of these developers that may be skipping Xbox but doing PC ports and maybe Microsoft can't get meetings with them, now they can talk to them because they're going to be talking to them through Steam. They can offer them, they can get in the room to have the conversations about including things in Game Pass. And the only thing they would have to be careful of is to not lock down the Steam uh, platform and store the way they lock down the Windows Store. They'd have to keep it open 
And I also don't think that um, they would merge your, like your Steam account doesn't become Xbox Live. I don't think they merged the two. And I don't think you see Steam games on the no. Xbox console. No, I think they leave everything I, exactly the same. Right. And they have a track record recently. Satya Nadella's model when he purchases a company is to let them do their thing. Yes. If you look, when, he, when they purchased um, LinkedIn, they purchased GitHub, they purchased uh, NPM, all those things are operating as they used to with minimal, they'll give you like a, you can add a Microsoft login. That's it. And they're doing, they're doing integrations where it makes sense. So just to recap, they'd be the number one player in the PC gaming space overnight. And all those players now are considered Xbox players. Also, they will be able to take all of Steam's players and have the ability to offer them Game Pass. Not force it on them, but offer them Game Pass. Yes. And yes. every developer releasing something on the Steam store, I'm sure they're going to say, hey, hey, indie developer over here. Hey, you, uh, big AAA developer, why don't you just put this in Game Pass as well? And that gets mm -hmm. them in the room to have the conversations they want. So number one overnight, it's an avenue to push Game Pass, and it will expand the, the Xbox brand and user base. I think it's a no brainer. And if they're not having this conversation, what is wrong with them? That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. And, 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 and strong points, dude. And I'm glad you brought up some of the other companies that they bought. And you're right. The, uh, the, the, the ideology behind Satya Nadala's uh, very aggressive business tactics on purchasing companies is to let them be. Uh, not not coming in and, and and becoming the Gestapo and changing everything and, and making things bend to their will. And I think that's why all of their recent uh, purchases have been successful, where in the past, and we've seen a lot of people have problems with this, some of the things that they did purchase did not work out because they got too frisky, I suppose, with making changes. Skype. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah, there hey, you go. Let, let me say one more thing because I got to sure. jump out to an 1130 meeting. I don't know if the, the other thing they need to be mindful of is the Steam user base is a little bit like a cult and yes. they don't exactly like Microsoft. So they'd have to be mindful right of people a mass exodus of the platform if they purchased it. And again, we don't, none of us are saying that this is happening or we've heard anything. I'm saying it should happen, <laughs> but I, you know, whether it will happen, that remains to be seen. And I got to jump now. I'll be listening in the background. But, yeah. Thanks uh, brother. Thank you. I came in just for this. Uh, thank you again for having me on. And uh, absolutely you know, everyone. Everybody check out the uh, everbornsaga.com. Click the link at the top, sign up for the Kickstarter. We're launching next week. And thank you, Boom. Thank you, uh, Bad Bit. Uh, thank you, Pong Soul. Thank you, Dreadpool. Thank you, BitCloud, Crispy, Mojo Blues, everybody. Thank you. Good thank to see you, you everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always good to see you. Let's, uh, let's bring Pong Soul into the conversation. Pong, listen, again, this is, this is a, a very opinionated topic. This is, again, uh, normally when I do these shows, when, when I put the shows together, it's usually, you know, we, 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 we talk about a particular article or situation that has happened. This is very speculative for sure, but it's worthy of a conversation because, again, of how uh, it took everyone by storm last Monday. For you personally, uh, does this 
does do these dollars make sense for a purchase or a Bethesda level size purchase and Steam slash Valve being that purchase? Absolutely. Uh, actually, last year when I jumped in this community and and all the hype, uh, you know, the Zenimax deal and everything, and people were talking about another big purchase, I was actually in chats, probably in one of your chats, in, in fact, boom, uh, touting that I thought this could happen down the road. Right. So, I, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, whatever you want to say. I definitely believe it makes sense. Uh, this would be, as Everborn just alluded to, a Microsoft purchase, not necessarily just about Xbox. When you when you look at what Steam brings to the table, what Valve brings to the table, right? Uh, you're talking about a lot of different facets. Uh, you're not only talking about Steam. So they'd be buying you know, a large pond full of fish uh, you know, to get into Game Pass, right? So the, it's 125 million users on Steam. Um, so you're talking about instant access to a stocked pond, right? Uh, for any of you fisher uh, fishermen or fisher people out there. Um, you're also talking about uh, the technology, right? If Microsoft wants to get into the VR game at some point, you're talking about Valve has VR. You're talking about access to all the IPs. You're talking about buying a, an entire ecosystem itself. And like Everborn just alluded to, they would have to tread lightly, okay? Because there is a lot of negativity uh, about anybody touching Steam. That Steam community, even though I'm not a, a PC player, I'm a straight console player, I, I definitely have friendly, plenty of friends who are on Steam. And, and they are very loyal uh, and very productive protective of what they have going on at steam so if microsoft came in um and and did pick them up they would have to be very hands off and prove it to a lot of people that they weren't gonna mess with the overall system um but they doing something like that if they were willing to go out and and you know purchase LinkedIn, like, like Everborn talked about, they were willing to make a bid of, I think it was what, 40 billion on TikTok at one point. Um, they show that when it makes sense, Microsoft has the money and they're willing to open up the coffers. Satya yeah. sees it as an investment, right? Yep. And this investment, again, would cover not just gaming, but also other avenues. And, and that's why I don't think the money part of it would scare them away. Now we got to talk about Gabe a little bit as well, right? So Gabe and Microsoft uh, had a, had a uh, I don't know if I'd say hostile, but let, let's say it wasn't a pleasant relationship at one point. Those fences have been mended. Correct. We've seen it through the years. Yep. Gabe is going, when Gabe decides to step away, and I don't know if it's going to be this year, I don't know if it's going to be two years or three years down uh -huh. the road. When Gabe finally decides to step away, he's going to want somebody that he trusts to take care of his baby. This, this, this was his baby. So he's going to want somebody that he knows is going to leave it be and let it continue to grow the way it has with minimal, you know, with minimal additions or minimal subtractions from it. And I think Microsoft is slowly proving to him with all their studio acquisitions, with all their other Microsoft purchases that they, you know, like, you, like 
has already been mentioned, Satya, has shown that he is willing to let companies handle themselves the way that they have been. Let them run the ship without trying to, you know, go in and do mass mass changes or, or, or adjust the course, right? So I think all of that lines up to say that they're already probably had, I'm a believer, it's my opinion. Again, nobody's heard anything, but my opinion is that there's probably already been talks there, you know, that if and when Gabe decides to step away, that Microsoft is at least at the front of the line to say, hey, this is our plan for your baby. This is how we're going to handle it going forward. We'd, we, we'd certainly like to bring it into the Microsoft fold. Uh, and, and I think Gabe would be willing at least to listen uh, to their proposals and, and give them a fair shot at, at acquiring this. And I think it would be a huge acquisition again yes it would be bigger than Zenimax. it would make sense from a lot of different angles of why they would want it um, and why gabe would want them to be the ones to take it going forward so i definitely believe this is a possibility yeah great point you know what before i bring in dreadpool let me catch up with some of the super chats and thank you for dropping them into the private chat uh so i can keep track of them the first one comes from a good friend of the show michelle alexandria drops a very generous two dollar super super sticker that says hey you and hey you to you as well hopefully you are doing well michelle thank you for being here as always pixel bit g shows his generosity once again with another $2 Super Chat and says, E3 time is around the corner. Don't forget that. Indeed, it is. And I'm sure they're already having meetings at Microsoft, at Sony, and at Nintendo to decide on how their digital events are going to be put for everyone to consume. That is going to be a week or two where uh, Double Barrel Gaming is going to be having live streams each and every day of that week or, or both weeks. Uh, it looks like I might, be, I might be even putting some uh, overtime on the weekend as well. So get ready that uh, if you're looking for E3 coverage, Double Barrel Gaming is going to have you cover tenfold. The next Super Chat comes in from Stitch6669, who drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, Luna... It has the same uh, same issue as Stadia as its core paying for a subscription on top of games. Uh, channel is not good when Game Pass is one single fee. Good day. Indeed, I think that's a big problem where you have to pay for the service and you have to buy the games. And that is why Luna is going to die out sooner than later. Uh, Jeff Jewell. In the chat drops a very generous file super chat and says getting game pass onto steam would be huge but i'm worried that it may trigger antitrust issues i don't know if it would i mean we've seen some of the other bigger companies have like 67 developers uh, uh like so i don't know if that would be but you never know you never know and gamer by choice come just is here and thanks for hanging out with us he drops an outstanding five dollars super chat super chat and says wouldn't Valve give Microsoft VR capabilities? Indeed, they would. I think a Valve purchase would be great, a great business purchase if this is true. And again, this is just an opinion. But uh, Dreadpool, listen, one of the reasons why we love having you, besides you being a diehard gamer like all of us, is you sometimes attack these 
uh, topics from a business point of view that you get a chance to see with other companies sometimes buying smaller companies. Now, obviously, both of these uh, conglomerates in Microsoft and um, Steam with Valve are just ridiculously huge and very uh, rich. Is this a purchase that makes both dollars and cents for Microsoft with the ideology that they want to make, they, they want to get to every gamer in the world one way or another. Uh, and they want to do that in every way possible, not just by selling consoles. What do, what do you think about this? Oh, well, I think that they should go for Sega first, but this is not a Sega con uh, conversation, right? This is a Steam conversation. So when you break it down, Right, uh, and I'm going to use Sega as my basis on this. Right, Sega is worth 4.42 something. I, I wrote it in the other 4.42 billion dollars. Round it up, five billion. Yeah, well, okay, but that was <laughs> that was as of six months ago. Okay, now we know that Gabe Newell, he alone, in real time, is worth four billion dollars. So now we're going to be talking about a Bethesda-sized deal. Don't we also know that Steam itself? What do we say is over ten? So it should be probably you know. Let's just go with ten, just for the easy number, right? So that's that's close. That's in comparison, right? So that's not a big a bad deal. Um, but like other people have said before, you know, when you're looking at this, not everybody likes the Microsoft anything. Right, they only deal with it because they have to deal with it. It's it's for whatever reason, Microsoft has a bad stigma. Um, hence, why Xbox has a bad stigma. Right, uh, they they shit the bed when they're not supposed to and make up for it after the fact. So, for them to get those players, that is one way, other than the cell phone, to to gather more players that you could say is in your ecosystem okay so steam can still be steam steam can still be its own thing but now now you're not logging into steam you're logging into xbox right but it's still considered steam you know so we have games that are on xbox play store right on pc we have games that are on steam you still have to log in just like you have games that are on PlayStation, you still have to log into Xbox to play those games, you know, so that's the whole thing. They're bringing all that in, and now you just have a huge mass uh, of uh, influx of players that are um, in your system, right? So now you have that many more people that you can use as influence as to why your, um, your player base has grown. You know what I mean? So now, now you have more reach. You have, you know. So when you're looking at different aspects like that, yes, you know, Dave and Microsoft had issues. Dave and Microsoft right now do not have issues. He is looking to retire. You think he wants four billion? I think he wants more than that. You know? What oh I mean? yeah, so, he probably so would get twenty billion for the purchase. Right, and as a private company, that's easier. There's less red tape. You know, so. Uh, the, there is the monopoly question out there. Is this going to be a monopoly? But at the same time, you got Tencent. Look at how huge they are. Look at where their fingers are, right? They've got reach. So 
there's there's so many dis- different aspects on this, but I mean this this kind of makes sense. And and for those that are thinking VR that that we'll finally get VR, um, we already have VR at Xbox. Um, I still point out that you can actually hook up your VR headset to your um, your uh, Xbox One console and play games that way. Granted, you're not really playing VR games; you're playing games in VR. So, um, but in in re- in reality, what are we going to get out of this, right? What what tech are you getting? Um, really, you're getting the people. You're getting some VR tech. You're getting the store, right? The navigation of the store and the access to all your developers. All these other smaller devs that would never think of going to Microsoft or Xbox just went to Steam, right? So, yeah, you're going to get those weird ones. But at least now, the the, the daddy simulators will, will still stay there. And Xbox can still keep their ecosystem a little bit more kid-friendly. So there, there's plenty of different directions you can go with this as to why this is a good idea. I mean, we don't need VR, right? But we just bought Orion. Well, come March... Xbox just bought Orion to bring it into the Xbox ecosystem, but they have xCloud. They, you know, so it's not really a, you don't need this tech, you don't need that because you already have it. You integrate all that stuff, and, and you minimize who else has access to that stuff, or you lease it out. You know, so there are so many different angles that this could be a good thing. There are also so many other angles that this could be a bad thing, but I see the good outweigh the bad. So this this makes sense, um, and for the amount of employees that uh, Steam has, that's it's it's amazing how much money they bring in, you know. So that is also knowledge on uh, to to pass on to other studios and the rest of Xbox uh, when it comes to their marketing, when it comes to um, their their store design and how to control all that. So there, there's a lot more there behind the scenes that we don't see. We just, we're just looking at players. We're just looking at, oh, well, I can play Halo on this, right? I can do this on this. I can play VR, you know? But, I mean, one of the best VR headsets out there is the Quest 2. And the one that beats that one only because it's so, uh, so much more expensive is the, um, what's the, it, what, the, the, the Valve? Yeah. The valve, uh, the was it? Steam index, index, the index. Yes, yeah, that, that, that's you. that's super super expensive. So also got, very powerful though. Yeah, and you've got all those all those IPs that they have. You got, I mean, th- there's a lot going there. So yeah, that one there because, like I said, once you break down some some of the numbers and you re- and you start looking at it, you know, okay, this makes a little bit more sense. I seriously thought that Steam would be way out of there. So Val, it just wouldn't be accessible i mean we know that they made made the money up you know within a month and a half for what they you know for the acquisition of zenimax a month and a half they paid that and they got it recovered yep so this is it's not it's not really a possibility when you look at it that it's going to falter this this could be the thing i mean it's it's up there so like I said, I'd rather Sega, but that's my personal opinion. But when you look at it as a whole, there's a lot more going on 
if you buy Steam. Yeah, you know, I mean that that I mean again, when you look at the overall picture of what Microsoft is doing, um, then then it makes more sense. But you know what? I, I because we have twenty minutes left, and I, I and I, obviously I, we're here to give people a show, and we have such an amazing panel. I do want to talk about that, and I'll go to you first, Dreadpool. You know, you keep saying that you want Sega. My question to you is: first of all, is that a purchase that again makes dollars and cents? Because I don't know if it does. I think it does uh, only for the IPs. We want Jet Set Radio Future. We want those kind of games to come back, right? We keep talking about them. We want, you know, they're just now releasing a, a crazy taxi ripoff, but apparently they've been given the green light to, to rip them off. By it's $30, folks. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not paying $30 for uh, that game, especially if, if you now $30. What game is this? It's like crazy taxi. It's uh, uh, taxi, taxi, taxi chaos. Yeah, yeah. taxi chaos. Yeah. Okay, but that's the thing, you know. And, and from what I was told is that they've been given their blessing to go ahead and push that game out because they they haven't done anything with their own IP. So, but you know, there's so much out there that we we keep talking about all this. You know, we want these games. We want some of these old games, right? Did we say? Well, at least I said it. I know I said it. You know, any yeah. game from last gen. Don't give me any any remakes or remaster. Just just let it push it back for, uh, and, and you know maybe maybe do a, a remastering of the graphics, but give me it for free. Anything 360 or PS3 prior, go ahead and bring those back. Bring them back with a new way. You know we did that with with God of War, right? I love God of War the way it was. And look at where it's at now. Oh, we can't jump. We can't jump. What? What is this, right? And it's one of the greatest games out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In 2019, so, uh, they won it. Well, Sega posted. Uh, I think it was Sega. Or the, no, it wasn't even Sega. It was the developer behind Jetson Radio. They said that um, that game was ready to go. They just needed a publisher. So, yeah. That but, was I mean, that's, that's, that's that thing that's holding some of the stuff back is is if they didn't have the money there's nobody believing them to to put money behind it to publish it yeah you're not getting there you know and with microsoft's or xbox's new approach of hands-off and, and you know still keeping an eye on it it's not really truly hands-off i mean that's a lot of money to be like you do your thing we're just going to give you money for nothing we already know the one un, un, unmentionable game with dragons that uh, microsoft uh is kicking themselves in the head for uh, canceling, but they had to. It was it was bleeding the money. But with Sega, and I mean, it's not just Sega. You got Atlas Games. I mean, there's so much be between the IPs and the studios that they have. It makes sense. It make for me, it does right. Well, that's I, the thing, and and if if you don't mind me jumping, yeah, in absolutely, here, jump in, yeah, because it also goes into the steam and also goes into the gym. Uh, the Jim Ryan thing. I, I, and after this rant, I'm going to go because my, my, my head's killing me. But um, honestly, you know, look, we have these talks, it seems like, almost, almost, you know, fortnightly at this point, right? Who Who's Xbox going to buy? They could buy whoever they want. Who, I, at this point, like, I don't care. <laughs> they, could, they could do whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Uh, when it comes to, like, you know, Valve, I mean, that's been rumored for so long. So many little whispers of it. I know, I'm not here to get into you know Gabe Newell's personal life, but it seems like a lot of things that uh, hang on this being real are also the same things that have been said on Reddit and been taken down on Reddit and all that jazz. So I don't know what, but it does make sense 
for that to happen. And then they get access to the PC realm of things, right? So, um, cool. Go for it. Uh, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's basically but, called diversification. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think the biggest thing for Microsoft is, you know, you see, you know, see if he's selling like gangbusters on PC. And also, someone's breathing in a mic, and I know that sounds really ironic coming from me. But, um, <laughs> you know, we know. <sighs> We know Microsoft wants to break into the PC realm, and there's a reason why PC they want to break into the PC realm. It's kind of like what Mojo said earlier. Um, there's not enough Xboxes to sell these content, this content, and make money, right? Um, that's the same reasoning as to why PlayStation's going into PC. It's the same reason why Ubisoft says they're going to focus on more double A and smaller titles than triple A bangers. Um, that's why you're seeing that movement of games as service more than actual game games that we call them. It's because video games are getting way too expensive to make. Um, they're way too risky to make. So you need to move into other avenues to make money. Xbox's deal is they want to make, they want to move into uh, PC and they want to enter mobile and they just want really more than anything. They just want you to play on their platform. They want that recurring, you know, $9.99 or $14.99 a month. That's all they want. And so if Steam allows them to put a Game Pass tab just to make PC gamers aware that this thing is beneficial to them. That's cool, uh, and 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 that's probably why they they want seem really really bad probably, uh, because they don't have that because their PC apps suck they're awful garbage, so uh, and this is someone who uses them on a regular basis so I get to say that they their pieces of shit. That said, um, they need they 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 want a bigger stake in the PC realm. They want to make more money they want to move their ip over to the pc uh genre and they told you that when you know they first announced it hey we're gonna make you know games on pc now and it's gonna be really fucking awesome because the xbox ecosystem wasn't enough just like the playstation ecosystem isn't enough for jim ryan yeah it's getting more expensive they need to make more money and the base here is not growing it is still stagnant we don't know what growth is here yet. We'll see it in, in the years to come. Yeah, it's a th- so you got you to give it at least three bearers. years, Joe. Yeah, you got to sure. give at least three years before we see yeah. if there's so anything. If you can break down those barriers, then absolutely go ahead, do it. There is the concern, though. Yes, Steam. Look, I'm not a PC player, but I understand the ecosystem that is in Steam. I understand that the PC clientele are more um, picky um you could say about their ecosystems and they are very um microsoft has not proven very well at at supplying their needs so there is a way of how do you approach if you buy it but again i don't know when it comes to them buying sega it goes into why playstation closed down japan studios or pretty much well yeah team asobi is because you can't make games for one region anymore Right, that's why, like, yeah, yeah Sega globalization. Crazy... Yeah, yeah, the, the, Sega ain't gonna make a crazy taxi game because crazy taxi isn't gonna sell. It may sell really well for that indie indie developer, sure, but it doesn't sell enough for Sega to put big teams in it. It's not gonna hit the way it does. Um, so, like, that's why we're seeing a move away from 
you know, uh, the Japanese audience, unfortunately, into how do we appease the Western audiences? Because those are really the markets that now the video game audience is speaking to. It's speaking to the European, it's speaking to the, to the, to the North American. So those are the tackles that you're going to have to face as, as, as a Microsoft. That's the things you're going to have to face as, Moving into the PC or as PlayStation moving into the police, uh, PC ecosystem, it's just a lot of things. But I, I don't know. I'm not here to play Monday morning quarterback of who's going to buy who because honestly, I have no idea. I don't know how these purchases work. Yeah. I don't have a business degree, so I can only say that like from the outside looking in, it's it's cool if they do. Am I worried that there's like a monopoly situation? Yeah, I'm always worried about that because I don't trust a corporation to save my life. So like, you know, it was. Microsoft moves into the PC realm. Is that going to actually benefit us? Like, let's think about that first. Well, a that's second. not going. It's not going to benefit me because I don't play on PC. But okay. it, it, but it's going to give them an avenue. In, yeah, see, that's yeah. It's, it's going to open yeah. up a market that was normally yeah. closed. Like, to just them. because we're opening up a market, does that mean it's going to actually benefit a customer? That's the uh, questions we have to think about. Well, the thing so, Phil at well, the thing Phil promised right um, a while yeah. back, and he never delivered was VR. Mm-hmm. This would be their easiest step straight into VR too. Yep. As well. so they can get- so, like, but the thing is, like, Microsoft has a VR division as well, right? And yeah. that's the thing is, like, these are all tech companies that have billions of dollars into projects that will never see the light of day. Like, that's true. Apple's been making a car for over ten years now. That well, and mm-hmm. we don't even know if that ever it would would ever come to fruition, right? Yeah. That's the thing I, I'm th- I'm thinking of. But honestly, again, they, they could do what they want. It's it's not my ecosystem. It's just, oh, it is what it what is. What was it called, Joe? Was it called, uh, not, what was it called? Microsoft Glass or something like that? I forgot what it's called. But it was like that yeah, thing Glass. where we show them smart glass. They, yeah. they were showing oh, like oh, Minecraft surface. on the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, they abandoned, yeah. 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 But that's yeah. the thing, though, is, is for the Xbox, when they promised VR, Right, they they had to double back and say, "Look, we're just not going to get the experience we want, so we can't do yeah. it." That's, you know, people well, forget and, and that part. They, they always say, "This is why too. I bought Xbox One is because I bought it for VR." And it's like, "Oh yeah. shit, no, no, you didn't." No. It, it, and and that's the thing. It's so Microsoft's bet in VR because they are doing it. Um, it is something in their portfolio they are currently working on. They're just not doing it for games because they don't. Not to say. A, they don't see the benefit. B, they don't see the audience. C, they don't see pouring a whole bunch of money into something where there's already so much competition in. They'd rather pour VR and see how it works for productivity and how it works for production. The Mandalorian sets are made off of Oculus Rift VR headsets. That's how they direct a, a, a set. That's how they pick the set and how they put things in the environment is all through VR. That's the way Microsoft's tackling it. So I don't think virtually by going, oh, you know, one plus one, it's it's more long division in this case. So, well, yeah, I mean, it could happen. But these, these stories, the you know, the more we hear about acquisition, acquisition, the less and less I'm enthused or even remotely care because it's just like half the times they don't come to fruition. Half the times it's not the way we think they're going to come to fruition and, 
you know, oftentimes it's 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 like a Bethesda deal. It's like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. De- Joe, listen, definitely appreciate you being a part of today's yeah. show. I know you weren't feeling good, but you're here, and I definitely appreciate that as always. Uh, before you get on out of here, tell everyone about the trophy room, sure, sure, and then we'll sure, get sure. Uh, Crispy Bomb's opinion on the Sega purchase. Yeah, man. So you can find me over on the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. This week we have two episodes, not one, but two. We are talking about uh, Jim Ryan's interview. We go into depth about what that means for the future of PlayStation and what it means for the future of PC gamers. And then we also do a react uh, stream to what we saw at the state of play and we tackle what the consolidation of Japan studios means for team Asobi and what it means for Japan publishing as a whole. So again, you can check out that podcast over on Apple podcasts, Google play, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast services and the live stream and video version of that podcasts are live on YouTube right now. And dare I say, Oh my goodness. The glow up is real. It's amazing. You should go ahead and take a look. You can follow me over on Mr. Badbit and PS Trophy Room on Twitter. That came all through my noggin. So now I'm going to go take a migraine nap. Everybody, I love you all. Stay safe. Wear a mask yep. and all that. Love you too, Joe. Take care, brother. Yeah, so, Crispy, let's, let's get your opinion on the Sega situation. Uh, again, this is something that people have been calling for. Me personally, look, I am a Dreamcast uh, connoisseur. I still have two of them, the Japanese, the American. I have over 90 games in storage. I, I, Dreamcast, my favorite console of all time. Though I don't necessarily know if a, if, if a Sega purchase would be worth Microsoft's time. Do you? Um, no, because they're basically releasing a lot of their games on Game Pass already, and that's the whole thing. Um, they, you know, they see the benefit from what Sega is doing. I'm sure Sega sees some kind of benefit and they're they're getting out games that, you know, to the Western market that they haven't really uh, been able to get out. And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, it would make great sense for us gamers for, you know, Microsoft to purchase Sega because then you really you, you open up the piggy bank to some of these IPs that may not have may not be a huge AAA game, but you know could definitely have an audience on Game Pass, and I think I think that's the reason why they wouldn't do it though because they're already releasing these games on Game Pass. I'll keep it short and sweet because I know we're getting towards the end here. Okay, I mean, listen I, again. I, I I love the opinion, and and again, I again, not for me personally as the top of the list, but we, we don't know what's going to happen. But folks, we we are at the two hour mark here. Uh, first of all, Mojo Blues, we didn't get your opinion on that, did we? Uh, let's no. grab, yeah, let's grab your opinion on that. It is Sega a, a worthy purchase for Microsoft in their uh, in their acquisition um, format that they're looking to do moving forward with adding first-party developers to the growing list that already uh, has a stack 23. No, I believe it would be, Boom. Um, anything that's going to give you that many more games and, and, and a lot of old IP that they'll have, as well as new big IP like the Persona games. Um, so, yeah, and to get back to the what I thought was the original question about the uh, uh, Steam because I was watching Monday when you dropped that nugget, and I, I actually yelled at the television, no. It's like, boom, <laughs> stop it, don't, no. I, I, I really don't want Microsoft to buy Steam, and, and, and the reason being, way back when the LG Xbox dropped, I actually hated Microsoft. 
I was like, oh no, this is the worst thing in the world. They're going to ruin gaming. All that multiplayer, that's all, oh, it's, it's going to be bad. I mean, you know, I'm like, you play games with people on your couch. You don't play stuff online, blah, 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 blah. And, hey, when I'm wrong about something, I'm epically wrong. And I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill and take my L. And I was totally wrong. They won me over. They put out a superior piece of equipment. Uh, it didn't, it was, you know, PS2 dominated. And, but they showed that they had a capable, really good console. And they got games. And they supported not just the multiplayer stuff, which they did push that heavily. But they put out single-player games, and it was all fine. But I've got two grown sons, and they're both PC guys. And about a year ago, when I was talking to my oldest son, who's living in Germany, uh, we're using Skype, of course, uh, which Microsoft owns. Uh, anyway, they I, we were talking about the Epic thing, and you know, between Steam and Epic and all that. And I kind of mentioned to him that I'd heard rumors, you know, very whispered that. Microsoft is kind of interested in buying Steam. Oh, he got offended. <laughs> and I'm like, what, 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 why would that be a problem? He, he's like, I won't ever, you know, buy a game. I won't use them when Microsoft does it. And it was, I'm like, well, oh, where's this kind of crap coming from? From the guy that said he originally hated Xbox because they would ruin gaming. Uh, but anyway, and then my youngest son, who's, he's not young. He's, he's about Joe's age, but, uh, he, uh, I have you no know, Game Pass, so he has Game Pass. He has it for PC. He don't play any games on it. I'm like, you're killing me. This is one anywhere from 100 to 200 games. They're there for you to play, and he just don't use it. I don't understand. They just, and I, I'm worried that if they spend 20 billion dollars, and that's what we're talking about, 20 billion dollars to buy Steam, I really believe that there'll be a mass exodus. People will go to to uh, epic for their game store or they'll they'll find other ways it could be a really bad failure I, but hopefully again I'm, i've been known to be wrong but i, I just I, I worry when when a company if you get your fingers in too much stuff you get too big and um and i don't know and i just will they just be will it become all about pc you know i'm, I'm a console guy so actually if they buy Steam, it makes no difference to me. I'm still playing all my games on my Xbox. That's what I do. Or on my PS5. That's what I do. But um, there's just something about it that kind of rubs, even rubs me wrong. I, I don't know if they need to be owning their own uh, platform for, uh, you know, and, and all it is is a place to launch and buy games. But maybe the one good thing is, is that Valve would actually probably start making games again if microsoft owned them i don't know maybe they would maybe they wouldn't but but anyway i just i, I think it i don't want to see it for, for whatever reason and i'm again i'm I've, I've tried to tell little stories to show that i'm wrong about certain things and i hope i'm wrong about this but it just seems to me that it'll end up being an epic fail and it'll blow up in their face well, I mean, again, it's just a speculative kind of a topic. Uh, I'm glad that everyone was here. We had a massive uh, panel. Big thanks to Everborn jumping in. Of course, Mr. Bear, big get well. And uh, let's get to the outros. But before I do, I got to catch up with some of these outstanding Super Chats. First of all, Stitch6669 drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, Don't forget about your Xbox account can now be linked to your Steam account. Do you all think that this has any implications to the rumors of the acquisition? I mean, it's it's interesting for sure. Um, but again, 
completely speculative at this point. A good friend of the show, John B, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, just imagine streaming your Steam library on your Xbox console. That would be awesome. I mean, for some people, I suppose, but I don't think they would do that. Uh, but again, we never know. JD Gamer, generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, Sega is a wonderful purchase because of its IPs and its PC development capabilities. IPs like Crazy Taxi, Virtual Fighter, Persona, and Yakuza or Yakuza uh, developer uh, developers like Relic and Creative Assembly are great PC devs. Indeed, I mean there, there's a there's a lot to that argument that you definitely make great sense. Gotham guy, generous friend of the show and good friend of Mr. Boomstick, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Just wanted to say happy Friday to Boom and the rest of the chat at work with my coworker Nikki, who's a huge gaming fan and she's loving the show." Well, first of all, Gotham guy, thanks for your generosity and being here. And Nikki, welcome to the family and the show. Hopefully, you'll subscribe to Double Barrel Gaming because this is the kind of great content you get each and every uh, week, four times a week, sometimes even five. JD Gamer drops another $5 super chat and says, a Sega purchase isn't just about access to their IPs. It's about exclusivity. Imagine all of the PS Persona players now on Xbox because of those games. That's an interesting and very valid point. Jeff Jewell shows his generosity once again and drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, if Xbox wants to dominate strategy games like it does RPGs and shooters, then Sega and Paradox Interactive are obvious acquisitions. Again, another strong point. Uh, Reggie Mobile 9, good friend and generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, great show, boom, and an epic panel. Happy Friday. Well, thanks so much for that, dude. And Michael Cullock, another generous friend of the show, he drops a very generous $2 of chat and says, just buy Remedy. Yeah, I'd like them to buy Remedy. I love Remedy, and they would be awesome. Uh, Alan Wake 2, anyone? Quantum Break 2? Yes, please, immediately. But let's get to the outros. I'm going to start with our guests first. Uh, we'll start with Pong Soul. Pong, listen, dude, thanks so much for jumping in, brother. Uh, really great to have you a part of the show, and you are becoming a regular on this program, and people are digging what you are putting down. Tell everyone about where they can reach out to you for a conversation and what other shows are you guest appearing on? Well, thank you so much, Boom, for putting up the signal and, and welcoming uh, me into the show this morning. I just so happened to be home. I was glad I could do so. Uh, you can reach me. Uh, you can find me everywhere, Pong Soul, Twitter, Xbox, wherever. Uh, Friday nights, uh, I am on always with uh, Xbox Ultimate with Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav and Caitlin and 3-Bit, and uh, hopefully we'll get Assassin Lupa back soon. But yeah. you can find us every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then Saturday nights, i uh, got a great show called The Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, uh, Centurion, Fuzzy, uh, Belvedere, and Stagarilla. Uh, quick little show. Usually runs just for a little bit over an hour, so check us out. That starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then just like today, you never know where else you're going to see me or find me or hear me. So uh, keep your eyes open. Yeah, I'm going to be jumping on to Blam's show the first week of, uh, I believe yes. it's April. Uh, I'm going to be awesome. coming. Uh, yeah, this week is a little, this, this month is a tough because Mrs. Boomstick is working on Saturdays volunteering to help uh with the seniors at her center uh but uh yeah april i'm looking to, to, to drop by and hang out with you folks and looking forward to that because uh ptkm blam is a gentleman great community member and love the shop 
podcast for sure. Uh, Mojo Blues, uh, welcome back to the program, brother. Tell everyone, but what are the shows you're on? Where could people strike up a conversation with you? Well, besides Twitter, which I spend way too much time on, I'm on uh, Mads Gaming's Next Gen Podcast. Uh, we've been away for a while, but we're back now. We were on last week. Oh, nice. Mads and uh, Jamie Moran. Yes. And there's a host of other guys that'll, that will that Mads put together a nice pool of panel members, so there'll always be three or four guys every week. Uh, we didn't go this week because he had some personal issues uh, to take care of, but we'll be back next Thursday. It's a really, really nice show. Uh, on Saturday nights, I do my own show with a guy called The Gaming Werewolf, and uh, it's basically everything but the Kitchen Sink podcast. It's not just gaming, <laughs> gaming movies, music, pop culture, whatever. A lot of retro talk, too, because I'm kind of a big retro guy, uh, as well as you know current you know console games. But uh, but anyway, that's my shows, uh, and then people can always find me on Twitter and uh, and never be afraid to die on that hill if you believe in something. I agree, but, but when you're wrong, take your L, and you know, and I'll gladly. I'm, I'm when I'm wrong, I'm usually epically wrong, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I've been more, I've been more times wrong than I'm right, brother. So that's perfectly okay. It's it's, it's how you handle being yeah. wrong that makes you a better man and a better person for the community to uh, get behind. So thanks so much for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate you, brother. that, uh, crispy. Crispy Bomb, let's get your let's get you on out of here, brother. Thank you so much for your your dedication to the show and of course your awesome opinions. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media and more importantly, what other pro programs are you a part of? Oh, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, shout out to the chat. Awesome chat today. O over 400 in here. That's great. And yeah, at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. And you could find me tonight with Pong on the Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Yes, guest appearing once in a while. So, oh, yeah, it's going to be a lively it, one. It's time to drop into that one and uh, <laughs> check off another box, as we like to say. But yeah, Retro Renegade, 7 p.m. Tuesday nights, Thursday night, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. now. I can still think in seven. Next podcast. Podcast, and of course, you can find me back here on Breakfast with Boot. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for being here, dude, and look forward to hear what you got to say tonight on the one of the one of the Xbox premier Xbox shows that you need to uh, follow and support. Love what Mav, Caitlin, Three Bit, of course, uh, you know, and the rest of, and, and Pong Soul have to do at you know what you guys have been doing. I think you guys are going to start seeing tremendous success because you're fair, you're honest, and you know what? At the end of the day, you have a lot of fun on the show, and I think that that is what separates you from a lot of the shows. So we look forward to that success in the future. Uh, a big cloud gaming brother listen you not only did you have a great stream yesterday but you got something going on this afternoon tell everyone where they can tune in to hear your thoughts and theories of what's going on in playstation nation and thanks again for being here well thanks for having me good talking to everybody uh Chris, we already know the hell I'm about to be go through at 5 30, so it's about to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I warn people, uh, now I gotta I gotta deal with the fireworks, so you know how it is. <laughs> well, but, uh, it's Big Cloud Gaming, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and uh yeah, hit that like button for boom. Appreciate the invite. 
No, definitely appreciate you being here every week, dude. And uh, can't can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I don't necessarily think you're going to hit a a shit storm. I, I think people are going to come there to uh, to maybe maybe gripe their opinion. But at the end of the day, you know, you you, you speak the the truth, dude. You know, obviously it's okay to be a fan, but I do. Know, the but truth is there, the truth is there. This community's like the Twilight Zone. Sometimes, man, you think that yeah, you know, true. you think everybody wants something. You think they're the, you know the united, and then when you try to tell them about possibilities and stuff. You're looked at as this bad guy. It's like, well, okay, listen. <laughs> well, you know, you got you really got to judge people on past works, uh, and That's I think true. you're. I think, I think that you're always fair. I think you're always honest about the, the, your opinions, and you know, obviously, everyone's entitled to theirs, even though we don't agree. Everyone's entitled mm-hmm. to their opinion. Uh, Dreadpool, brother, why don't you tell everyone about where they can find you on social media, how to subscribe to your YouTube channel, and also, well, tell people about breaking bread with Dread. Okay, so thank you. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to be a little scatterbrained, so I might be all over the board. But thank you, everybody that showed up today. Thank you, Crispy. Thank you, Bad Bit. Thank you, Pong Soul. And thank you, Mojo Blues. Get off my f- freaking lawn. Um, I Hopefully, uh, also, um, Everborn, thank you for coming in for that, that brief time. That was great to, to have you in and your insight. And Joe. Please feel better. You know, get that Snickers. Maybe that'll help you. Um, but seriously, in the chat today, um, James was in the chat. His birthday is Monday, so I won't be around to wish him a happy birthday Monday. So I'm going to wish him a happy birthday now. Nice. Um, so now back to me, right? Breaking Bread with Dread is on anchor.fm slash dreadpool. I just did a recording last week after we got done with doing our show. Um I met up with a TikTok guy, uh, creator that was uh, 30.6 thousand uh, followers, whatever. Wow. So I did like an hour and change show with him. So definitely check it out. It, it's a different side of things. We brought some gaming in. We brought some movies in. So it's, you know, try to open it up a little bit more than just strictly gaming and stuff. You know, like I said, personalities. This is what we're about to open up and, and see more of other people and more open-mindedness to other things right so uh every week you can find me gaming beyond the box wednesday nights at 8 p.m central or, or eastern uh breakfast boom right here at 10 a.m four guys with quarters with the interviews uh, they just had a great interview the uh the other day um also i'm supposed i think i'm supposed to be on grg tonight at 9 p.m <laughs> <laughs> K Mega uh, messaged me and he was like talking about it. And he said, I'll send you information later. I haven't heard nothing. So I may or may not be there tonight. I don't know. But as always, <laughs> my DMs are always open. If anybody wants to have, you know, just to talk to somebody, you know, I- I'll provide an ear. I may not know what to say, but at least, you know, I'm there to at least listen to you. And for the podcasters that are doing the, tur- the Halo tournament, Forkboy has released a video on the uh, Game of Beyond the Box on YouTube about how to stream to Discord. So go check that out. Um, it'll help you guys out to to get the stuff that we need done. So uh, just a heads up out there for you yep. guys. Well, thanks so much for that. But yeah, I watched that video this morning. Apparently, Series X, uh, I guess they're having difficulties of figuring out how to stream to that. And we'll uh, we'll figure it out before next Saturday, which is the, the, the first... Uh, uh, match for the uh, Halo tournament for podcasters, which uh, I, I'm a part of, and uh, cannot wait to be uh, 
to have some fun. Again, at the end of the day, yeah, there's a hundred fifty dollar cash prize, but no one cares about that. It's really just about the uh, the you know being a part of that uh, you know that entertainment for everyone. But uh, listen, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, I want to thank the extreme generosity that continues to come in to support Double Barrel Gaming. Obviously, in the last week, we've gotten a ton of new channel members. That's a that's a big deal. This is a small channel, and uh, we're closing in on a hundred channel members that is pretty crazy uh when you think about it i want to thank everybody who has recently joined and is considering joining the double barrel gaming family and of course i want to thank everyone for the incredible amount of super chats that continue to come in each and every live show folks we don't do this for money we do this for you uh entertainment but of course your generosity is always appreciated and more so than anything it's as humbling as i have words for it. Uh, so thank you so much for that. And I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me. And I think that this world needs it more now than ever. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Wear a mask. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.